0: Shit on interracial John. Shut the fuck up and listen. Interracial John. Interracial John. Interracial shit, motherfuckers. Shut up and listen to and Leslie. Interracial John.
1: And welcome to the Interracial John Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Mack, and I'm joined as always by yeah. Middlingly, irritatingly, very white guy. And you are very white <laughs> indeed. I'm like
2: say very irritating.
1: No, not yet, anyways. We'll see how the show goes. I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> well, we've been away for like more than a week. It's bad.
2: It, it's terrible. And we had Rod and Karen on, and yeah. we had some, let's be honest, they're, they're, they're a podcast like, uh, Kicking the pants from like a, an attendance and subscribers base. Like, whenever they come on the show, we get a bunch of people. We probably should have done a show right away, but should've, that's okay. Should have, okay.
1: you know. It all sounded good until, you know we needed to go babysit a couple days last week, which was really awesome and fun. But yeah. So, anyways, if this is your first time joining us, welcome, and we're so happy to have you here. You can find us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Just search Interracial John. That's J A W N. Or you can go to our website interracialjohn.com. Please subscribe via iTunes or Stitcher. We love that um you can also find us on twitter facebook instagram tumblr and periscope at interracial john again j-a-w-n and we love feedback yeah
2: you guys come on yes
1: uh you can leave us a review on itunes or stitcher if it's five stars we will read your review here on the air we also love to get emails. You can send your emails to interracialjohn at com, And you can also send us a voicemail. And you can send that. You can just call up 657-JOHNERS at 657-J-A-W-N-E-R-S. If it's under three minutes, we will play it here on the air. And shout out to Rod and Karen from The Black Guy Who Tips for our general feedback rules.
2: Yeah. Um, oh, you know, I think... Oh, jeez. Do we have a, rate, a review that I didn't get to? Uh-oh. Do we? Yeah, we did. We got one in the other day.
1: Yay! I have
2: it, should, I, should I play the music? I don't know if I have it queued up.
1: Oh, if you don't have it queued up, then. Hold on. Uh,
2: you know, I'll save it for the next episode. But we do have a, a review. Uh, someone... Uh, Put in a I didn't check iTunes. My bad. We'll get it next time. Sorry, folks. Awesome. But please well, leave reviews.
1: Yeah, please leave us some reviews. We did have some emails. Oh, good. So I was going to read that. Um, Hiroja sent us a couple of emails, and I'm so we didn't get them before we recorded each of these shows. But she says uh, this from last week. Mm, I'm not. She's a strangeness of the net to Drew and Leslie. I'm not new to Twitter or the internet, but the whole boy George interaction that you had this week was one of the strangest <laughs> things I've personally seen in a very long time. I hope you. All right and prevailed in slaying that just awful man. Hope you and Drew had a great show. Hey Rod and Karen.
2: I'm with you. Herod. I was really when she came up she's like I'm I'm doing this thing. I'm, I'm. She's like saying something like what? She goes, I'm getting in a Twitter fight with Boy George. I was like the boy George, boy George, like I couldn't believe it. And then I read the, the kind of timeline, and I'm not just pumping up you because you're my wife and shit, but like you kind of tore them apart. Like it was a, it was a really good. I had time to dragging. It. Like I, said, I had time. I
1: had time.
2: <laughs> you brought all them receipts.
1: The other one is a little bit longer, and it's from a listener named Tim. He says Portland is the most racist state. Article satire. He says, Hey, I'm a relatively new listener to the podcast. I really like what y'all do. Keep it up. The article you cited about Portland from. it's from a satirical news site Uh uh-oh check out their disclaimer that states all news articles um Contained within national report are fiction and presumably fake. Oh man! Uh, so you know what, and
2: I don't know if it's the same publication, but there was another one that had a really Nick Jew and um, Reggie talked about it on their show. Oh really? And what was it? They just oh talked? It was
1: the Sarah Palin thing? The Sarah Palin thing. right? And that right, was from right.
2: a, and so and I don't. It's weird. It's a it's a, an amalgamation of real trolling. facts. Yeah, and yeah but troll. it's it's trolling clickbait. Uh-huh. Like they put in these headlines and these things to get you to get to it, but it's presented side by side exactly With actual facts. Yeah. So it's like how, how am do I you supposed know? Yeah, am I supposed sort to of ascertain what's bullshit right. and what's not? And the 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 secret for me is: is it in any other publication? If it's in that one. It's bullshit.
1: Okay. Well, he says, that being said, I thought your comments rang true about the pervasive and pernicious racism in the Northwest and in progressivism generally. Here are some legit resources on racism in Oregon, notably all led by people of color. Um, And he gives us some links. I'll include all of those in the show notes for folks. He says, on the positive side, Portland Community College is doing some amazing work to confront white supremacy by hosting Whiteness History Month at its four campuses. They frame it as, quote, a multidisciplinary district-wide educational project examining race and racism through an exploration of the condi- construction of whiteness, its origins and heritage. Sounds cool. Yeah, and
2: I do know the whiteness, uh, what they've been doing uh, that sort of whiteness history month. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact the uh, crazy pastor uh, online, uh, his name is Joey, uh, he did a, a bit for uh, March uh, calling it white, whiteness history month as well mm-hmm. and uh, I, 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 I think that's great work but I still stand by the <laughs> sort of the Oregon's past as being a white supremacist utopia, the uh abolishing or wiping out of vanport the town and even like you said some of the the hipstery stuff uh, uh I, I think who said it, but maybe it was M L K other people said that just the liberal whites are the biggest impediment. Mm-hmm. Just the hugest impediment.
1: Um he's he goes on to say one positive thing some white folks in Portland, myself um included, is showing up for racial justice. Um Surge PDX uh is a Portland-based chapter focusing on educating, organizing, and mobilizing white people to work for racial justice led by people of color. Uh sorry to write such a long, uber hyperlinked email. I probably could have captured that uh captured and gotten my point across in one sentence that article you cited about portland being the most racist is fake but portland is still a racist place your podcast yeah. is awesome cheers tim thanks Not for your email right. yeah. tim Thank i you, appreciate tim. you getting us those links and like i said i'll put all of them in our show notes for this week yeah, so and everybody be, else you be, can you be as
2: uh, verbose as uh, loquacious as you need to be tim yeah. we'll, we'll read it yes. you're good as long as it's not crazy. So uh, and I, I can't remember who it is. I don't want to maybe uh, put their name out on, on uh, our podcast. But sure. someone I, I engaged with on Facebook uh, had wrote to me, uh, kind of DM me, maybe a couple of weeks ago about the uh, just something that I had said on Twitter or Facebook that kind of spurred them to think about things. And they were kind of like thanking me, like, "Oh, I you know, did this thing. It was really great." And I was like, "Oh, I you know." That wasn't, uh, you know, thank you for that. I didn't, you know, that wasn't my intent or goal. I'm glad that you took something from that interaction. Right. But as we're having this exchange, we're, you know, how are you doing? What's kind of going on? We're talking about stuff. And I, I mentioned that, you know, I broke down <laughs> lamentably and just started a search chapter here in, in Grand Rapids because there just isn't anything going on for white folks here in Grand Rapids. Or black folks. I, or <laughs> that's, I, Shade, no I'm shame. taking the film, say, taking the thing. Let's say, call film. a thing a thing. So... She was like, Oh, I'm surprised to hear you say you're starting a search chapter. You and Leslie were kind of harsh on them on the podcast, a couple of different things. And uh, I still have those, I would say, various issues. And I'm now, uh, and I'm not trying to start a chapter to like, you know, be like a a nuisance to them, like, and be like, Oh, look what they're doing wrong. Like, that's not my goal. But I do want to see kind of like, okay, what are you doing? And maybe where there's some things that we could do better? But uh, when I say I broke down, did it, there just was nothing here. There was no other options. And search has a name good, bad, and different. They're the, you know, the first name you think of anyone media thinks of when you talk about white uh, people doing actions. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, you know, I do have issue with the kind of seven million figure. I sometimes issue with the you know, raising money and not sharing it directly with black letter ocean rather than, you know, like you said, they requested it versus they took it in and actually gave half. Right. But, um, you know, I, they're, they're, they're flexing and getting better and, you know, they're, they're not perfect like anybody else. And, Uh, I don't know enough about the organization or institution to say good, bad, or indifferent, but um, I'll start one here and I'll I'll let people know and see how it goes and what comes of it, if anything. Okay, cool. (laughs)
1: Sounds good. I'm interested to hear. I think we're going to talk in a little bit about um, something else, uh, sort of related to that, a conversation we had. So I called my mom earlier this week. You know, I do that from time to time. Not as much as she would want me to, but I do it from time to time. What am I, chub liver? What am I, chub liver? So, anyways, I call her, uh, and you know, my birthday's coming up in a few months, and we're going out. We're going to go see Hamilton, as people know, and you know, we're going to be out east in New York. And I told you that I wanted to, on one of the Saturdays that we're there, uh, have dinner with the family. So I called my mom, and I was like, hey, mom, blah, blah, blah. We're talking, catch up, catch up. And then I said, so I wanted to just ask a quick question about, my birthday weekend, um, are we going to go to a restaurant and all we'll have dinner together? Or she has, like, you know, a community room she can rent right. at, at, in, at the condo complex or whatever. I said, Or are you going to rent the room and we'll, we'll do something there? I just wanted to know because it's a Saturday night in the summer and, like, it's New York City. So I wanted to start looking for a restaurant now versus waiting until the last minute. Literally, this is my entire query to her, I said. Do, do we need to look for a restaurant or did you already, you know, get the room? She's like, no, I got the room. Great, no problem. That sounds good. It'll be great. I really wasn't going to worry about anything else. And then I said, oh, sh- you know, should I invite other people um, to the dinner? And she goes, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you can invite some people. How many people? And I go, I don't know. Not many. A few. Really, I just wanted to be the family whatever and um she goes yeah but you know you have to tell people way in advance because it's a holiday and people make plans and blah 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 and i'm like yeah yeah no problem i'll put it together whatever and then she goes well this is this is exactly how it went down she goes well drew and i were supposed to be doing this as a surprise for you
2: yeah thanks mom good on (laughs) you
1: (laughs) <laughs> Did I like, didn't even try to ask. I literally was asking for, like, the easiest of things. She literally could be like, no, yeah, yeah, I got the room. It's all covered. No problem. Yeah, I,
2: I know what happened. You asked about where, and she said the room. Right. And then when the room, it's like a big room. It's not like a restaurant. Like, you can invite people to the room. There's no, like, problem with having more people in the party room. Right. right. So as soon as you knew it was the room, you went right to, oh, can I invite some of my friends? And mom answered in a way that was... I think she thought giving up the fact that it was a surprise. Which like, she didn't. Which at she all. didn't. Like, you didn't really confuse her, but, like, you kind of did. Like, you, you chipped her up, right? Well, like, you I t- got confused by the end of it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's something.
1: Well, but so. The best part of the story, though, is I, I the, two of my favorite parts is one, I immediately go to Twitter and I tweet that she ruined the surprise. I tag you and I go, Drew's going to be so mad. And I'm up all the way upstairs and you're down here in the basement in the office working. And I hear you go, are you kidding me? All the way upstairs, I just burst out laughing because I'm like, "Oh, he saw the tweets." So he come upstairs and we're laughing it just uh-huh. because
2: there was so much. And even like, so she tells me like, "Remember when she was here? We talked about it when she was here." Oh, lot. really? Yeah, that yeah. was like February, seven weeks ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. It was a while ago. So we talk about it. I'm like, "All right, we can do this. What should we do?" Okay. And she really wanted to make it a surprise party. I'm like, "All right, you know." But as soon as she says it, in my mind, I'm like, Fuck, "No way." <laughs> no way Leslie's gonna get surprised with this. It's just not gonna happen. Like like in my mind I started doing the like, okay, maybe we can get past this but then there's like a like a best case scenario. It's like, what am I gonna do to get her to be like dressed up and looking good? To go somewhere on Saturday, but then like ah, we're not really going anywhere. We're staying here. Like it's just it, it, no way. And there's be people in and out. I just I knew there was never going to be a, a surprise. It wasn't going to like gift. it wasn't going to be like I walk in yes. and like
1: oh my god, we look were, at all these people. Correct. I didn't even know there was no. going to be
2: here. That that surprise is like a month after your birthday. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, <laughs> it's not possible. You have to it's do that for possible. like my 42nd birthday. Yes. you can pull it off that. But right? so I knew it wasn't going to work. But I was like, we could put a little college effort into it. So we did a couple things. We got like I went on your computer while you were gone, and I'm mm-hmm. like going through. Your emails trying to like cat and people don't fucking freak out it's not like i'm fucking going through emails like we share everything in bank accounts and persons but i'm i'm looking for your list of friends I'm right. like, okay this i know these i got one group of people that i knew were in new york like justice league and other people like okay great I got all these different things i got a good list like 20 names right. and i had an email like hey this is the date we're gonna try and do this if you know anybody else Oh you sent an email i no, didn't, didn't. I, because what i did is i had the email written i had all the names and i wanted to write to each person personally in case it was somebody like I didn't want them to be like, well, who's this? This is weird, like, because they don't probably know my email or oh right, right, right. My, you know, some of them knew me I would probably gone. there was a list of like you know like Linda Sars or there's people I know that, that know me right. like, okay I can go to them first and then after that there's the email like you know hey my name's Drew I'm like my husband this and that. like I was going to have the interaction to me and Valerie sure. so I had the email written I had the list of names and mom's like hammer me she's like because before I got the list of emails she's like did you do it did you do it Les is out of the house you got to do it like she kept like kind of bugging me <laughs> while you were gone I'm like oh yeah wow, that was the way last yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Jeez, like, Louise. Oh,
1: that's so funny. So she
2: was really insistent. I'm like, okay, I got it, I got the name. I'm ready to go. Got the email. And it was maybe like, I don't know what, like five days, six days later? Yeah. She, but she, I
1: asked, I mean, I call her. She didn't call me about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the okay, so I was cracking up, and then a couple of days later you called her. Well, I waited. I, right, I wanted you waited. to like
2: I wanted a good like a, a best dish served, revenge, cold, whatever it is. <laughs> I waited the right amount of time. Yeah. And I was like, hey,
1: Hey, Mom, what's going on? So, you have her on speaker. Oh yeah. It's and you immediately beautiful. start with, "Mom, <laughs> you told Leslie about the party and immediately she screams out, "She tricked me!" <laughs>
2: First thing out of her mouth, "She
1: tricked me." She tricked me. She tricked me. me. She she tricked tricked me. me. <laughs> I did not
2: trick she you, Mom. Her. She tricked me. You are like uh Miller Blue Plotkin, the German uh, evil torturer. No, I'm, it's like, <laughs> apparently,
1: I have Inception level trickery skills. So, man. anyways, uh, it won't be a surprise party, and <laughs> and nobody that's listening that knows me don't expect an invitation. Either, so, yeah. for
2: fuck's sake, that was beautiful. That's, it just—I was like, you, it didn't even get like invitations didn't even go out it's ridiculous and i'm like you, she made it sound like you had her on like like with like like bamboo shoes under her nails yeah and or boot. that i was that i even said like so what's really going on mom
1: <laughs> i didn't even i had no idea like literally until the moment she said it i hadn't even fathomed that anybody was planning anything because in my mind we're planning a family dinner big right. deal and and no offense to the rest of my family but planning a family dinner my family means I am planning a family dinner doesn't mean anybody else is doing anything so that's kind of that's the only reason why I called it all because don't nobody in my family the, do
2: anything the other thing I was really again like low-key because of what you just what you just said I was like oh dear lord I can't be in charge of this like this, this is, can't be like my this is no not my and it's not tea. like you
1: have other people to lean on like no offense to, I love my family dearly but if we're talking about throwing an event or a party that they yeah no yeah. I do that. Well, I just say that me.
2: The things I know you would have wanted at any kind of party, your mom's wholly incapable in, in, in and I'm uh, unequipped. <laughs> I did think of do. a theme.
1: I won't say it here on the air, but okay. I did think of one. Okay. So. Yeah, think about
2: that. And I, I don't know if uh, the Jonas can hear. Uh, our, our problematic white woman dog, Beatrice. Oh, my God. Has she been lippy lately? Or Lord have what? mercy with this dog. Like, honestly, I, I don't think... like. Other people just can't understand when I say she's lippy. She like, needs a
1: GoPro because she, she literally talks back to talks us. She so talks to you. She cuts us off. The other day she, we were literally talking to her and she cut me off from disciplining her with one of these. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I didn't even finish my sentence. Beatrice. thanks.
2: <laughs> she does this like uh, uh, I'm trying to see if I could describe it physically. It's, it's kind of like what an old person would do, like, yeah, like they're kind of. Like, she's like, blustery. <laughs> Everything's a bluster. Like her lips kind of pop. Like, how up. dare we interrupt yeah, whatever yeah. she's doing? The, the, this this sound, well, because she doesn't really. She's she's beagly, right? Yeah, so she's she got mostly li- She's got jowls, yeah. And uh, yeah. I've never seen her. She cannot bear her teeth. No. Like if she growls, it's like a throat. Like her her you don't see her teeth at all. No. Like her lips stay closed. Like. Like that's her. Like I'm agitated, yeah. but so this this lippy thing is only for you and me. Yeah, she Nobody do else it gets to it. Else. Yeah, it's just interacting with me, and I really think the purpose is like indignation. It is like, when she wants
1: to go out, we're not responding quick enough, or you know, it used to be too when you would tell her, you know, be patient, and you'd say like wait, you know, two minutes, and it used to get you like. 15 now it gets you like two straight up she's like i tell time now bitch so
2: your two minutes is up uh, Uh, and not only that but the so the the feeding thing right like again she's got like a a clock and a stomach and she gets indignant but it used to be maybe like a half hour before the the, the dinner time she'd get kind of like puffy and pushy with her head and kind of podgy and stuff now it's like fucking two hours before dinner
1: no i thought she was you and i still think this i mean she does whatever she does but she usually doesn't start getting crazy until it actually is dinner time no but we were early. feeding her at 8 30 and she's like it was like scary clockwork
2: it was, her. she used to be But so she's getting lunch earlier And dinner earlier And nevertheless She does the thing Where she'll sit by her food bowl And she'll look at you And get direct line of sight From the TV As you're watching TV And you look over to the side And there's the fucking dog Just staring at you And then she'll fucking like Sit down And she'll get a little bit more Like her eyes look a little bit more incisive. Then she'll fucking lay down With a like Like a, Again, just all kind of indignant And then you look over And she literally will sigh like, It's so dramatic are, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like damn dog damn but speaking of uh, I shouldn't say white woman because I don't know this individual's white but I, I really have to assume <laughs> like the data points of interaction I've had with this uh, woman from uh, my day job I don't want to like tell folks what I do uh, but uh, I I uh, on occasion, <laughs> we have users, uh, of our, our site, uh, that, that I interact with, um, sometimes in, in a really significant way, but, um, usually when it's on the telephone or like my direct email versus like the support system that we have, right? When it's my telephone or direct email, like they've, they've gotten a hold of me, like, I don't say inappropriately, but, kind of inappropriate yeah like they like, shouldn't be getting it. Shouldn't be like, like i usually give somebody my phone number like it and like i say it's a phone number it's like direct to me like my computer rings then my cell phone rings like it it's like you know like i don't want every tom dick and harry calling me on this shit so i get a voicemail <laughs> like first of all i can see it like it comes in i hear the computer ring and then my, i'm upstairs if i'm done with work it's like seven o'clock at night or something i check my phone and i can see that it's you know somebody calling that i don't know and it's like whatever whatever so i just ignore it i'm like fuck it send a voicemail don't even think another thing about it. I come down the next morning, and there's like four support tickets that have been signed to me. <laughs> like you get a little like email like you know, please help on ticket number blah 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 blah. I've got like one or two other emails, and I've got this voicemail. So I, I play the voicemail, and it was like, and I, I wish I could find it. I, I couldn't find the file because it would have been brilliant to play. But like they literally were very calm. But the tenor of the voicemail was like, it's five thirty five on the Pacific Coast, and. This is who I am and I need you to call me immediately, please. This is urgent. Immediately. When I said the word immediately like twice. I was like, wow, you know, geez louise. And the, But the way they said like 545 on the West Coast, there was some sort of like, and there was something else they said that was sort of like, I, I'm shocked you're not open. Right. <laughs> like, why aren't you working at the same time that I work? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Despite two thirds of your business being in Europe, why are you not up on the West Coast? My God. So Then I start looking at the support tickets and I'm like, oh, geez. And
1: half the company not being in the United States at all. Oh, yeah, (laughs) whatever. So I'm I'm going
2: through the support tickets. I'm like, oh, my Lord, Jesus Christ, this is crazy. And it's like... I don't call it, like, nonsense, but it's it's definitely getting, like, garbly gookity Like, it's just... And we save some of these things. Like, we have a, a three-ring binder we print up with some of the, like, most ridiculous shit people send us. Like, my favorite is the the one dude who ranted and yelled at, at uh, a, a bunch of individuals. And then in the apology, like, for this speaking apologies, I'm sorry. I'm a bipolar alcoholic, and I've been off my meds. <laughs> like,
1: that's the start of... Well, my favorite's the one that claimed that you, like... Stole her thoughts. Stole her yeah.
2: Thoughts. Oh, for gee G- That was again. Thought we were like uh, witchcraft and stole yeah. stole her, stole her uh, thoughts. And every time someone came, we owed her a penny. It was, but anyway, so this person, and I didn't put them all together. I have all these support tickets. I've got this bizarre email. I've got this crazy voicemail. I finally I forward something to uh, MK. I don't want to say the names. And she's like, "Oh my fucking god, you're dealing with this person? So am I. They've been calling the office all week. I'm like, What are you talking about? And I, I didn't even tell you this part, like it is the most like Byzantine bizarre stuff. But there was apparently like, I guess somebody was selling something that they were telling people was membership to our site, but it wasn't. And Hmm. she bought it and got scammed. Oh, so she was upset because she thought she should. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I I guess, I don't know what you bought (laughs) and what you thought you were buying, but like it wasn't for me, you know? Uh, But it was just kind of, it was crazy and like just uh, she responded to every fucking email marketing emails why are you sending me this and it was confusing us with the client that sent the email it just was like jeez, Louise lady it just mm-hmm. went on and on. it was way too many things it was like I, I finally had to block her I was like this, you can't call me anymore I gotta turn this off done bye bye mm-hmm. speaking of uh, not so crazy I, I know I've told you about my UFO sighting and uh, I've, uh, I don't want to say I like, talked about it but it, for me uh, seeing what i could not identify uh and the the movement that this thing did it, it's uh i can't reconcile what I actually saw and all of us there saw with what I think I know about reality in terms of like you know extraterrestrials uFOs like moving things in the sky, you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it was a a very bright light, and it traveled in one direction from very far distance at a great speed you know like far greater than anything I've ever seen, like a shooting star speed, stopped, pivoted, and went entirely the opposite direction, like 90 degrees. Like That's just not, you know, shooting stars don't do that. Like, I don't know what this was, but that was really fucking weird. And we all saw it. And we talked about it, and I thought, oh, there's that. So we're uh, up at uh, Ms. Smooth Stash's cottage, and uh, one of the people that was in the car with us that day, uh, we'll just call him... uh, David. uh, Yeah, David, who lives with his mom. (laughs) That's (laughs) why I said David. (laughs) David. David tells me that uh, there's a a website that chronicles like UFO sightings Mm -hmm. and this is literally like there's a a lot of people are talking about this at a case UFO case. Oh, book. there's a case. It's called the Holland, Michigan uh, sighting of 1994. What? There's 911 uh, tapes like wow. 30, 30, 35 different people called into 911. Wow. There was like a, um, a military or well, weather yeah, base. That saw it. When yeah. Murphy
1: and her husband of Ada Township observed a huge shape for about two minutes as it flew slowly about 100 feet over the woods over their home. It had four lights, she said, and it made a soft whirring noise. It sounded like a single jet engine that it continued for several days, ending on the 10th. The sightings were never adequately explained.
2: Yeah, like I said, it, it, all of us saw it. We we all saw it. And then there was this weird moment of like, kind of like silence, but like not really. And I don't know who spoke first, but it was like, did you see that? Like, yeah, what the fuck was that? Like, I don't know, man. That was really fucking weird. But, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't have any, uh, there's nothing else to add to it other than that the, I've had this we had this experience, and I've mentioned it and talked to other people. I haven't been like, "Oh, I saw a UFO," but kind of feel like I did. And now there's a little bit of, you know, I don't want you to call it empirical, but uh, other people saw it too. That doesn't mean it was a UFO, but it right. means that I'm not, right. <laughs> I'm not batshit, I'm not as batshit crazy as we all hope (laughs) we'll see anyways
1: well i i'll say obviously you saw something you all saw something you were together i wouldn't go so far as to assume it was a ufo but i get that you know seeing something unusual that that moves in a weird way is whatever
2: and i I hear you i'm I'm not like i said i'm not prepared to be like it was fucking martians and et and extraterrestrial life and they proved me yeah no but i you know i and just a very you know me I'm a practical pragmatic kind yes. of empiricist driven uh, person i can't reconcile what i saw with my known uh with i think the universe's known understanding of uh vehicles in trajectory mm-hmm. which is know?
1: interesting because you're an atheist so god no yeah et yes
2: yeah. <laughs> well and listen uh, all right well full just disc- I'll, I'll be fair on the on the atheist sometimes i think it's more agnostic than atheist mm-hmm. but um i likewise i've had experiences that i can't um fully reconcile with my known or the world's known understanding of um you know different interactions and behaviors the things that it's like there's just way too many to say this is coincidental yeah like
1: the other you know? day when everything reggie and yeah. nick jew said to me just popped up everywhere sure. on our tv in emails
2: weird and you know our our life our relationship um you know things that we've Google, had though um you know but again i i, I don't chalk that up to coincidence I, the biggest one is uh is you and i when we uh, have a certain uh experiences that we share uh, yeah. they're very powerful
1: experiences uh, not people are gonna yeah. think
2: we're the fucking weirdos no, you're just, you, you know about? like when you're doing like like quasi tantric stuff you know i like to like, well yeah just holding. like meditative states yeah, and stuff i yeah. mean all
1: oh, but i think that's explainable not it, necessarily it can be, some but to me f-
2: to me that is a uh for me i identify that with a hired state of consciousness and being and maybe that which some people call god right so maybe so that's that's one experience and in a similar manner again just this sort of like focused energy and and being i've had like you know reiki and other sort of treatments were like whoa that blew me away like i can't explain that right but the uh when our minister got called uh to oh, yeah. service jennifer jennifer and they mm. did uh, a little laying of laying hands, of hands. Yeah. And i remember reading it I'm like laying of hands that sounds like all christian and biblically and weird and you know i'm not into this like you know be gone with you laying in hands kind of stuff but so they got her in the middle her immediate family and pastors and people that were calling her around her all putting a hand on her shoulder and then the entire congregation of hundreds and hundreds of people each holding a hand on another person's hand on shoulder all of that focused on this individual, right. Jennifer. And, you know, fuck you. you. You weren't moved. Like there was a. a oh, no. A, there was you could feel it. it. I feel it. I don't know what oh, it was. A, yeah. An energy, a pulse. For a, sure. An electricity. And it was moving. Yeah. That was the thing about oh. it.
1: I've been it in places where tears. you feel stuff. Tears. And I've been in movement spaces where you feel something. But this was really. You, powerful. It was really like you could feel it just going towards yeah. her and
2: and maybe again maybe there's an explanation there's a small electrical f- field that humans have and there's some conductivity and there's energy and like you could explain it or just that which some may call god you know, maybe power of love light whatever but it was so i've had experiences like that in the same sense um but i you're right with the ufo it was just one and done It was very concrete like nope done ufos are there For real
1: <laughs> i believe it i believe it yep. PG what's drill. funny to me is whenever you encounter somebody who's also had a ufo sighting and they're always like the two you, you go into like this full geek mode like what well, here's the no thing. seriously it's <laughs> like no i'm serious no
2: you no you i'm you're serious i'm serious, serious? I'm, I'm serious got, it's uh, funny you, to you got me. a seti you you it? app it's funny to me uh, anyway well i think the other thing for when people when i'm engaging with folks about that like i'm definitely not the like the media would have you believe the like typical UFO, uh, sighting person is like the yoke local, like, they come down and the, the cow blew it up. Like, you know, I, I'm not like that. So maybe they don't expect me to be as, I don't want to say like resigned <laughs> is the right word, but, uh, so clear in my acceptance that there is most likely extraterrestrial life. Like, I'm okay with that. Gotcha.
1: So, um, I spoke a couple weeks ago in Chicago. You did uh, at National U- Lewis University, well, and
2: I—I I, I told you, but I'll tell the genres. Mm. You
0: fucking slayed
2: it. Oh. I was so like that. There's it's, I, and I've felt this way before, and it, it's kind of like I don't mean to seem weird, but like proud. I really oh. was just watching up hey, there, it was like so sweet. You just Thanks. killed it. You let it was so good. It was a there have been so many sessions. In fact, that day. I went to four other sessions or three other sessions. Mm. Yours was the by far the most complete and had the most information, the most interaction, the most uh, like the, the facilitator led us from a point to another point, right. And then some takeaways. You know, there's other ones that were just sort of like, Oh, here's my story. But right. It's still, I, I thought you killed it. It was well, really thanks. good. I
1: appreciate that. Um, yeah, it was good. I'm going I'm, to, I think I'm going to flush out that, that presentation or that workshop a little bit more and make it a little bit larger. You um, should. But it's, anyways, that's, that's neither here nor there. It, it
2: could be the base of that other conversation. We well, had. that's
1: what I'm going to try and get into right now. Uh, so I, we're on the way home from, from the weekend. We had gone to see your mom and we, you know, whatever, got to get some good food. Um, we saw uh, my college roommate and her baby, which was awesome. So it was a great weekend, all in all. We were on the way home and we had started having kind of a discussion about Um, How did it start? I don't remember
2: In fact, I remember exactly uh, And maybe it's interesting that I remember it more than you do Uh, So we were having a discussion about Maybe something we don't need to talk about But there was a, a, a point within where my thought process on this thing was very uh, and i'm driving so I'm, I'm really kind of like it's hard to focus on stuff like my mind just kind of like going not, the miles are it yeah it's just, right. it's just running and running and running. and i was taking an approach that was really sort of like let's let me spitball and throw all this stuff at the wall and kind of see what sticks and you're sort of saying like no that doesn't work like okay this might work that kind of works no this doesn't work and i was asking you for clarity on how you were making that decision. Like, I was in my mind, what I was looking for was what are the parameters with which you're using to decide so I can better make, uh, I can make better suggestions, right? right? And you, at the time, not that you were reluctant, but you were, I was kind of irritating, I was kind of pushing, you were getting a little bit agitated. And we ultimately realized there was a, a little bit of communication issue in the moment, but what I was looking for i you had been saying to me for not weeks but we've had remnants of this conversation many 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 times Mm. and in short i would say your your mantra has been you know for you as a white person the work is in doing
1: the work
2: right it's it's not you know it's like this i hate to use a cliche but like you know the road uh not the destination is what matters but it's really not just the road it's like. You know how you plan to get there? Did you use a map? Did you do this? Did you, you know, take care of your cars? The tires inflated. Did you stop here to visit this person, that person? So all the things that that we do within this space, as in a movement space, action, whatever. And this was like that. This, you know, I won't say what we were talking about, but right. there was something that was like, okay, you we were know, talking about, yeah, like movement stuff. Movement I was like, you stuff. know, what about mm-hmm. it? And I was really trying to get a very, you know, almost like a white male approach to solve this problem right like you know okay you've declined this one on what parameter check this is no longer acceptable what about this one okay check this Mm. you know almost like a machine would learn things like by by trial and error until like these are the things that kind of work and that you know in reality that is a shortcut that's not going to be successful in in terms of movement space. You need to be more uh, intentioned in yep. your thinking. You need to be more uh, aware and present um, in terms of why you're doing this and who you're doing it for and what the optics are and what the purpose is and all kinds of stuff. And when you do all those things, the action either works or doesn't work, but it's going to be you know the, the outcome is going to be uh, received in a positive light, right? But if you don't do some of those things. You get to the outcome, there's likely going to be pretty obvious you missed a step. There's going to be some critique. And for us white people, especially if we got like 90% of it right but we didn't have that one piece, when someone critiques the one piece, we can, we can crumble. We can get really fragile. I've seen some you know, quote-unquote white allies that have left Facebook and just like you – know, and they had, I thought, you know good intentions, laudable intentions. And if they had just said, oh, geez, you're right – help me understand. They they could have come back very different. Instead they got defensive and oh they, you're shitting on my amazing plans. Like, no I'm not. I'm shitting on the fact that you failed the ten percent of this great plan. You're right, ninety percent was good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're having this discussion and it, it was hard for me in that in order to get to this point for me at that moment, it it, it ended up like kind of like I don't want to say like abusing you because that's the wrong word. But right. like like, you know, like how fucked up like i've talked about learning and how people learn and this and that and is it the smack on the nose or is it the you know gentle kid gloves right for me in this moment i was i was physically i didn't have the tools i was unable incapable of having a, a, a learning uh, adjustment in, in, in incorporating this understanding in a deep way mm-hmm without in some way making it hard on you. Right. And it's like fucking hey man even as a white I, I can't even you know, I, I say I want to do less harm and like man I, I in order to get to this point I had to do harm to black woman I love. Right. And I said to you at the time what I said to you was that
1: that's why I don't work with white people because that's where it always has to go. It always mm. has to go to a place of agitation or upset or conflict, right? In order for them to actually get anything. And half the time, even with all that, they don't get it. So it becomes even more Mm. like, what the fuck is the point of it? So I really like I don't I don't engage because it's really um not useful and doesn't really do anything to help. Yeah. Um so anyways, I I thought it was a good breakthrough because I feel like I have been kind of talking to you about like the importance of the work and like what the work means. And, and what I think the the moment that it clicked is because your response to me was that you're in the car and this was the easiest way for you to do that right now. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: It sounds like a machine trying to just right boop, 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 boop.
1: Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's the work. Like when I, I look dead at you, I'm like, but right there, you thinking that's an excuse or reason to not actually do it. That's the problem with white people. They, don't, they They always have a reason why they don't have to go through the motions that we tell them is what the work actually is. It's always like, well, I'll do it after. I'll consider black people at the end. I'll go backwards and do And it just doesn't work that way. And I, I was trying to articulate myself well. I actually had um, an interaction with Rachel on Twitter earlier this week about it just because we had had the conversation and I had talked with, um, I think Jonathan Stengel as well about it on Twitter. And uh, so those are both white people that I, I interact with on these subjects because I've done work with them in the past and they, they have a really um, great perspective, both as white people and also people in movement spaces. So it's always nice to talk with them about this stuff because as I said, I don't really talk to white people about it very much. Um, and what I said to Rachel was that I have been trying to articulate this really for white people to get. And what I've come up with is that where white people, um, they approach anti-racism as like a puzzle that has to be solved.
2: You're right, right on.
1: And with that approach, they miss a ton. So because they're focused specifically on getting somewhere, Right, and that downplays all the work that they actually ha- that has to actually be done internally with them as a person, and then together with whoever they're working with. So, if all your focus on is where we're going, then all that kind of downplays that middle part of what you're doing to get there. And that also that
2: explains why when. Leadership, so there's a dynamic where white folk are kind of like I don't know what we'd call it, but like parroting. They're kind of saying the right things and right. doing the right things. And I went through that. I was like, okay, I, I know enough to shut up and right. fucking just follow them isn't that? But so when those plans change, you know, mm-hmm. like oh, we we're going to go left, and now we're going to go right. A lot of white people, well, we we're ready to go left. Why are right. we going right now? And it's just it's because of what you said that the puzzle's not you know the same. And I and you know with the, the with me in the car, I don't think it was more. Uh, and I'm not trying to like uh acquiesce right I did what I did but I don't think it was like a, it wasn't like the biggest hurt in the world it was just you and me right but the for me it wasn't um it wasn't like I'm actually trying to cut corners no it was I wasn't thinking about what you had said and how important that is at every step right so when it came to the like you said the puzzle it was like well i'm driving i'm doing anything, like what would be the easiest for me right now just to kind of fucking throw shit out and just see what right. leslie says but like well that's you know without even thinking that's work on you right now I'm, I'm asking you a black woman to like do this work you know what i'm saying it's almost like a, it was a, a microcosm of the well we've we've done all this stuff and we talked to one black person who said it was cool so we're gonna go ahead and do it right? Right. We're accountable to this one black person. So we're we're good regardless of how fuck ass shit our thing is. Um, So it's kind of like a little bit like that. I was using you in that role. But um, it was, I would say if we had had, if we had stopped the conversation in the car and we came back to it, I wouldn't have been in the same mentality or modality. Mm. And if you had described what the issue was and what we were having in the car and talk and all this, if you had said everything that you said in the car in the same verbatim, but like two hours later sitting on the couch, I I honestly think I would have like, not that I would have like deliberately olayed it like one year out the other, but I probably would have like thought that I understood it, but I really wouldn't have. I don't think Mm. without having the experience there right there with you. And in part of that was knowing that I had kind of like, Not caused you harm, but, like, you know, I did. Like, you were... Uncomfortable, more <laughs> you weren't know happy. I'm saying? Like, it yeah. wasn't like I laid hands I wouldn't raise my voice. No. It wasn't even like that. Like, like, like in the grand scheme of things in our 20 years, like, right. I, we've had like a hundred much worse interactions. Yeah. But this, I, I. But it was
1: like me being like, I, you know, I'm not, I can't talk about that right now. And you'd be like, nope, we're going to talk about it. And yeah. I was like, mm, okay, white dude, like, take it down a notch because I already said I didn't want to talk about this. And, um, yeah, but I also think that when I was talking to Rachel, the other thing I was pointing out to her was that this is not, you know, the only way, To honestly value black lives the way you do your own is to actually do it, right? Actually do it. Yeah. Right? And then do it again and then continue doing it and then do it till it's a habit and then do it till that's what you do. And my other point to her was that this is, to me, that act, what I just described is what was so special about Ferguson it's why it resonated with us. It's why it sparked this huge movement towards black liberation It's because what we were literally watching in front of us was them making the value of black lives a habit for them as a community. Black people have been killed in Ferguson and in St. Louis forever, but that day and that death, they decided they were not going to do it anymore. And so for hundreds of days afterwards, they continued to go out because that was the habit they had decided to set for themselves as a community and as a protest family that they were speaking out for this person and for themselves as community members. Yeah. So it's not as though black people don't have to do these same exercises. It just because white people nest is used to being acquiesced to it's really hard to get white people to see the value in that because they always assume that they have a better way of doing things so when you tell them something very simple that no this this is how we are doing it and this is how the work this is where you find the value in it yeah they have they have no concept of of seeing it
2: it's not that it's not that it's not uh wanted or desired it's it's really and i'm trying to understand how to describe it it's the the thing that you're talking about uh so there's two two thoughts one you said this you know make it a habit do it again and again and again i don't know who wrote it, it might have been uh me and mckenzie black girl danger uh Dangerous, about uh allyship uh in the form of a verb mm-hmm. she's cool with it but as a noun like no nah, fuck that shit like anyone who says like i'm a black lives ladder ally as a white person like nope you immediately calling yourself an ally you've just fucked up and you're not at all but so the the comment they made was that ally is uh, allyship as a verb is action, and you've got a. It's like a bank account that starts on zero every fucking day. Right. You you fill up that account, and at the end of the day, you've done actions that were in alignment and solidarity and allyship, or you didn't. And the next day, your account's back to zero. You got to do it every fucking day. There is no like, I did this yesterday. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's what you do today. And uh, and I think that goes in alignment with what you were saying. Um, but again, I, I don't think of it so much as like. Uh, we know better, and uh, at the, you're right. Uh, you know, of all the white people, there are uh, Venn diagrams of competing like variables, and absolutely, we think we know better. We think we're needed, and important. We think no one's thought about this. You know, all these kind of things are competing at the same time. But for for me specifically, I should say I shouldn't say white people, but for me specifically, the stumbling block in this regard wasn't an understanding of the process and where the process needed to be it was it just it was seeing how it broke how failing to do so ended up breaking down you know and and making it uncomfortable for you and not wanting to do that and like oh shit how'd that happen what okay i get it now like it was Again, I can't understand. I can't exactly explain it. It's,
1: right, but to me, like that loses the lesson because it makes it so specific to me, right? Because if if you had just done that to some stranger in a store or uh, in some other context, you wouldn't feel it the same way. But I, it's I'm your wife. You love me, no, and I'm sitting I, there. You
2: explained it because uh, the same thing with the massage when I when I made the comment about the woman's clothes on Jeopardy, and we had that you know not a similar but a, another conversation. It it wasn't that I hurt you, but you were saying it, so I kind of like it clicked a little bit better, right? I think more it's like, you know. Even uh, here's what it really is. This is as a white person, what you are asking us to do Mm -hmm. is to be cognitive and conscious of black humanity and our impact and emotional, you know, uh, physical and, and other impact on black people. Uh, generally, in and around us, at yeah. any moment, yeah. That as an activity, just if that's like a muscle, right? Think of that as a muscle. It is a muscle. Black people do that all the fucking time. Yeah, we have to. You, you walk into a room, and it's like instantly. What am I? What What are white people going to think of and perceive my actions? Yep. And how am I going to be thought of? You know, am I the angry black woman? What's going to happen? White people never have to do that. No. In addition, so it's like that, the muscles atrophied a little bit because we don't ever have to work it out. And then the the part of that muscle is there's an emotional component it's a it's a it's a desire and, a, and an a, and an ability to see black people as human and and to have empathy right mm-hmm. and we know that anti-black bias and anti-black conditioning and white supremacy it, it specifically you know like neuters those things yep. so now this muscle is not only atrophied but now it's fucking like you know it's totally cut off and so i think of I will just again for me as I've had different sort of like understandings and lessons like okay you know the colorblindness that that's no good and like as you start to kind of learn and and educate yourself it it didn't come quickly like I'll be honest I still when when like you know I'm still uh, 43 and I've been in this country for this many years when the word criminal is written and said like there's a like damn near Pavlovian uh, response that it's like almost thinks black like that's just Mm. like as a white person these are like Things that have been beat into me, conditioned, indoctrinated. And what we're talking about, it's, got to, it's going 180 degrees against all that fucking horse shit. And so other instances, like uh, I'm trying to think of another example, but there are other things where I've had this kind of breakthrough and it didn't stop me from having the thoughts or behavior. It allowed me to name it and recognize it mm. and name it and recognize that it as bad right. and then train myself when I have that thought just to, to kind of like tamp it down right. and, and white fragility is just like that like i i still get defensive and upset and worried but like i now i'm like oh that's fucking worthless and it's white fragility and that's not productive and like you know what i mean like i'm able to kind of like not respond and react it doesn't debilitate me but you know i don't know two three years ago i'd be like oh no that's not me i wouldn't very white fragile defensive guy mm. so in the same sense like i think okay i, I you know this happened we had this interaction it wasn't perfect wherever whatever. i have this Understanding this different for me. I don't know how to impart. You're right. I can't generalize that for other people. But now that I've had it, I don't think I'm going to go from here to perfection. I think I'm still going to not think of these things in the right step and stages. But I hope now that I can name it, I can rectify that sooner you know yeah and and immediately the outcome i want is to not put you in an uncomfortable position (laughs) like if if we do that like okay it's one step further i'm doing less harm
1: yeah and i guess the last thing that i would say about the conversation and i know we'll continue talking about this um potentially moving forward into something more formal but you know the the big thing i really hope people listen to especially white folks listening or actually only white folks listening um is that there is uh a false equivalency between this idea of getting somewhere through movement spaces and movement work versus working to change how you are in the world. Right. And so, so you mean,
2: meaning like uh, advancement?
1: Meaning, me, yeah. Meaning. Okay. Let's say you were going to plan an action, right. Um, for, for in, in a city in, to address an issue, whatever. Um, there is the, Desired outcome of the action itself. So, what you're trying to do with the action, and then all of the stuff that le- that goes from from you deciding you want to do something to it actually, you know, the end of whatever it is, the terminus of it. Everything that happens in the middle of that, yes, it's meant to serve and to make the the action as as successful and useful and and correct and in alignment and accountable and all of those things that we need direct action and civil disobedience to be. But the the actual act of doing it is not about necessarily the outcome of the action. Right. That's the training part. That's all of the stuff that you have to do, all the things you have to consider, all the conversations you have to have, all the ways you have to, you know, take this thing and turn it around and talk about it and dissect it and really get down to what, what in its essence are you trying to do and what's the best way to accomplish it in, in, in the spirit that you want to. That whole part. That's how you change how you are in the world because, in the act of saying, Oh, you know, how is this going to be perceived? If, if, if black people see this optic, or if the audience that we're doing this in front of sees this, op- this optic, what does that say? The act of you doing that allows you in every situation you walk into to now be thinking what are the optics of this yeah what are the optics of me taking this mic away from this person of color what are the optics of me interrupting this person in this meeting all of those things change how you are in the world
2: you know what it feels like and this sounds corny but it feels like having a really good mission statement you know like as a business at every stage for our business We have a a, probably one of the best mission statements I've ever been a part of, and I fall back on it all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. Really, what what does the mission mean, and what am I doing at this moment, and how does that relate to the mission? If the mission is, you know, thinking of black folk and and humanity, and and, you know, I don't know what we're calling this, but intention thinking every time, uh, yeah, you, you know, that's a good. Mission is something you can fall back on, and well, what should I do right here? I'm not sure. Let me think, not let me go ask somebody. Let me think and work through it, and have the tools to to get to that, uh, you know, a decision that I'm comfortable with. And again, I think there's this parroting of behavior and and words. Like you could really get very far in uh, saying and doing the right things without having you know kind of the aha moment without doing the internal work you're talking right. about you know? yeah
1: because what you're able to do is to get to a point where you know this idea one, one concept I've seen this with is like centering blackness right in, in in movement spaces and making sure that you're centering blackness which I think white people have taken in a really like almost skewed way I think when black people say centering blackness because we're black we're talking about centering ourselves and it's a form of self care and self actualization in a way that we have to be in the world different But when we're talking about white people and that concept of centering blackness, it's not about centering black people, or I should say, it's not just about decentering whiteness, which is what we have to do as black people. What it is is for white is that white people need to work to create a culture that accommodates blackness. Okay, those are not the same thing, and you're not going to be doing the same things to accomplish them.
2: Yeah, and I'll tell you straight up, my my, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not at that level. Right when I think of. Here's a space, and how am I going to center blackness? Uh, all I can think of is decenter my whiteness. Right, you're you're absolutely right. That's a really good uh, analogy. It's a very different space. When it you're is.
1: Saying, I I told you that the the stuff we were talking about and this stuff I'm talking about right now. I literally probably think there's three white people that I feel that's where they are. That they truly like they have gotten to the point, and i they are incredibly active. They work for. In, amazing organizations or with amazing organizations and are hands fucking on with black people in black spaces so they really understand the difference between decentering whiteness and changing um to make sure that blackness is accommodated And, and so
2: and this goes right into the heart of i i know i have seen with my own eyes heard with my own ears white individuals at you know kind of traditional hierarchical uh organizations Mm -hmm. that that do work with black people a lot of work like they're in black communities doing work and white individuals at these entities fucking just don't know how to talk to black people they don't know how to engage and interact with black people they don't know how to have a simple engagement and conversation whether it's email text or face-to-face that literally does what we just said accommodates blackness
1: yeah because there's this idea that what makes you as a white person feel accommodated is sufficient for black people so so and that's that is exactly what that is is Mm. you have this concept of what is sufficient and when a black person's in the space that that's not going to be sufficient for them and and then you come up to this concept where people will say, like, well, what do they want us to do? We've yeah. done everything that we did for everybody yeah, else. And it's right, like, that's great. But right. what you did didn't take me into account. So it's fucking irrelevant to me.
2: So here's the other thing we haven't said that I, I think – um in hindsight, the things that we were the thing that we were working on, now that'm I'm, I'm thinking of it differently, I look at all the things I had suggested. I'm like, of course that was fuck ass crazy. Like right. you know what I mean? like of course that in, in hindsight it sounds bizarre and stupid. But what I mean to say is that if this work is being done properly, it''s it's, it's pretty clear. If it's not done, it's even more, more clear. Yeah. You know, like if you if you did it right, it's like, all right, you did it right. But when you fucking fail and miss a step, it's like glaring. You know what I mean? At least the thing for black people, it's glaring. It has to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is glaring. I say that to you all the time. I'm like, mm, this is some fuck shit. Um, but Which again is why I don't work with white people in the work that I try and do. I just yeah. don't find it to be productive. But I will say that I've found these conversations that you and I have to be productive. And I think there could be a way for me to do a, like a drop of work um, with white people in this particular area of trying to move them along and, and I don't want you to
2: place. to just uh, we haven't fleshed it out or don't say anything, but right. I, I think what you had when I had said I, there's one other concern I have, mm. and when you said your last piece that I think you know that to me is the the linchpin. I think that I think you could do something. well. Yeah, that.
1: I mean, I, I like I said, I was like I I'm thinking about it, but in the thinking about it, like the conditions have to be so. Specific. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, like I said, very specific for me to, for it to be worth my time. Yeah, your time's valuable. So, So, yeah. Have we Uh, been podcasting for an hour? It's been an hour, just just so you know.
2: It's only been an hour. Speaking of not accommodating blackness. Uh, Yeah, so poverty has the same effect on the brain as constantly pulling all-nighters, new study shows, which I guess doesn't really surprise me. But uh, So the effects of poverty, they say, can have an impact by as much as 13% on a person's IQ. I'm having to think about living in these conditions of poverty. Uh, So it's a new study. uh, Study others, Harvard economist St. Hill Mulhatten, told the Washington Post, poverty is the equivalent of pulling an all-nighter. Picture yourself after an all-nighter. Being poor is like that every day.
1: Mm. That sucks. Yeah. And then the question, why well, don't they just pull themselves
2: as a bush that't even that 's just the i q talk about like negative uh, stress impact like there's a, poverty has a huge impact on your you know all kinds of things mm-hmm. your environment your, where you're living food deserts, all kinds of shit so many things so many things and it's and just the you know all that combined uh, and I think we talked to John on another point that uh, another time that being black in a white supremacist society um likewise um, has a Deleterious impact on uh, an individual's uh, ability to process and compute and, and quote unquote, you know, IQ. It doesn't mean black people are dumber. It means that they have to work a lot fucking harder. Mm. <laughs> There's a portion of their brain that's got to be attenuated to, you know, staying alive in a white supremacist society, literally. You know yeah. what I mean? And so Mal imagined being black and poor, which, you know, of course those two intersect uh, drastically. So it's, uh, it's a double whammy. Uh, it kind of, uh, like I said, it didn't surprise me, but it's. Uh, I guess the, the the size of the impact thirteen percent that's big that's that's huge.
1: Yeah, um, some of the things they mentioned was that chronic stress of growing up in poverty has been found to impair children's brains, in, particularly in working memory. A study of veterans found that poverty is a bigger risk factor for mental illness than being exposed to warfare. Are you guys hearing that shit? <laughs> fucking warfare and the mental stress of being poor is also a major reason why low-income people tend to have negative health outcomes like high blood pressure and cholesterol or elevated rates of obesity and diabetes um and it reminds me of that um that article that was like it's really expensive being poor or something like that. Yeah, that? I, do, I do. And this this is along those same lines where it's like you know you don't even understand the situations that you have to put yourself in when you um, truly are unable to to make ends
2: meet in oh, yeah. this
1: you know really base basal way. Um,
2: what I, I just said, uh, I said in the mail, I got uh, just an astronomical amount of debt kind of stuff like people are trying to give me money and, oh, like, right, right. and i was like wow this is weird oh we paid off the car right you know, the cars so again, paid off now and that now, that now they want to give us Absolutely. more money we're less poor of course you know? not that we're anywhere close to poor no. but they fucking come
1: out of the woodwork right so uh in lighter news an octopus slipped out of an aquarium tank crawls across the floor escapes down a pipe to the goddamn ocean well, I, I, that's his name's most- inky Inky the octopus. He didn't even try to cover his tracks, by the way, people, because he's gangster like that. Uh, by the time the staff at New Zealand's National Aquarium noticed he was missing, Telltale suction cup prints <laughs> were the main clue to an easily solved mystery. Um, see, uh, Inky had seen... Ted said, see to his tank mate, slipped through a gap left by maintenance workers at the top of his enclosure and as evidenced by the tracks, made his way across the floor to a six inch wide drain. He squeezed his football sized body in. <laughs> Octopuses are very malleable. And then he made a break for the fucking Pacific Ocean. He managed to make his way to one of the drains. I go back to the ocean and off he went. He didn't even leave us a message. I said when I saw this, clearly he's a black octopus because that's some black people shit if I ever heard of it.
2: Yeah, Mission Impossible, dude. Inky, do you think he smelled the ocean? Like Probably. He, to, he, he went with a purpose. He knew Probably. where he was going. Like he didn't. He didn't like dig around here and go back and forth. Like he went straight pipe. And yeah. Then,
1: ocean. Yeah, he's been there since 2014 um, where he was taken after being caught in a crayfish pot. Um, His body was scarred and his arm was injured and um, they ran a contest to name him. Uh, The Aquarium's curator said at the time that Inky was getting used to being at the aquarium but that staff would have to keep him amused or he will get bored. (gasps) They're smart. Uh, Those mm -hmm. octopi. cephalopods. Yeah, apparently this isn't the first time that uh, uh, captive octopi have uh, taken matters into their own hands in 2009 after a two-spotted octopus in the Santa Monica Pier Aquarium in California took apart a water recycling valve
2: I remember directed that.
1: a tube to shoot water out of the tank for 10 hours and caused a massive fucking flood
2: I remember that dude don't fuck
1: with these octopuses <laughs> <laughs> they'll get That's you
2: crazy awesome
1: well good on you Inky hope yeah. you have a wonderful life out in the ocean good nice. hope hope everything goes well for you don't get stuck in any more Scottish speaking of uh,
2: speaking of oceans uh-huh. uh, the new uh rss Bodie McBoatface is <laughs> getting ready to be christened and launched what's weirder still is i this wait came,
1: rss is in like a boat like for the army oh or yeah the navy I mean? oh yeah
2: it's a 300 million dollar research uh vessel for the um british uh like uh, uh let's see, what british uh the nerc the natural environmental research council literally what? so this this came Our up coffee on shop the shop is a place for is good. that me no it's me uh this came up uh, maybe about like two, three weeks ago, I saw that Bodie McBoatface was leading in the polls and I put it on our podcast notes. I'm like, ah, I'm not going to bother with it. And then Bodie McBoatface once. i like, oh well, maybe goodness. I have to actually, but so uh, it's kind of like a Rick rolling, uh, like a 4chan troll, but not not totally. So the internet, uh, the, the RSS uh, naming well, rights, they had right. a, a contest, name uh, submissions. They had like 7,000 submissions and you know the, the British explorer that died uh, trying to cross the uh, Antarctic, uh, I think, Last year, his name was in there, okay. but somebody—I thought it was like a girl that was like dying from cancer. Too. Yeah, there there's a couple of seven thousand names. Heart Spring, good names. Yeah. But somebody uh, put 7, in Bodie McBoatface, and uh, that just kind of has a nice little ring to it. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. And uh, it cut off, and uh, it won by a landslide, hundred and twenty-five thousand votes. Wow. So, uh, but but they do. The fine print says that the NERC does reserve the uh, final name, and it was uh, James Hand. Uh, had put in the name Buddy McBoatface, um, but uh, the the NRSC may not name it, but I think they are going to name it Buddy McBoatface. And it's been kind of like a, a comedy bit in uh, the UK. There was a train, and you have the little scrolling bar, uh-huh. and it renamed it Trainy Face. <laughs> and uh, a grocery store has a, a new type of cheese, Cheesy Face. And uh, um, Cheesy Face.
1: yeah, Johnny oh, Mc, Johnny face. Penguin P- face. I saw that at the <laughs> Chester Zoo. That's really hilarious Bodie McBoatface What are you going to do
2: It's got uh, I like it Bodie McBoatface Get on you James Get on you If the NERC goes through with it And names it Bodie McBoatface I'll I'll be impressed Will you now Yeah
1: Mm -hmm. I bet
2: (laughs) I still don't have uh, good music For the Hashtags
1: Well, the only hashtag you need to know this motherfucking week is Lemonade,
0: bitches!
1: And that ain't no fucking punk ass YouTube album. No, it is Boom. not. Uh, the queen herself, Beyonce, um, has announced that this coming Sunday? Uh, Saturday. Saturday. Saturday Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night. She is going to be launching something called Lemonade on HBO, Saturday night, April twenty third. I should mention this coincides directly with HBO's free week of programming, which started yesterday. Um so all 'all y'all can see this and She announced it on Twitter, of course.
2: And we don't know if it's a concert. We don't know uh, what the fuck it is. Just Lemonade HBO. Just Lemonade HBO. There's a longer.
1: Is it an um, hour or two hours? I don't even know. We'll have to look at the info. Just at what time it started. And uh, they had a longer, uh, you know, I guess, teaser for it. And it had a lot of scenes in it. It looked real gully. There's one where she, like, um,. Attacks uh, New Orleans um, Police Department um, security uh, system. And a bu- I mean, they were just a, a quick shots, but it's going to be interesting. I hope it's more than a video. It oh, would be great man. if it was a whole album, but so we'll
2: see. Fucking um, white people are in their fields with formation and the stand on the police car. This mm, is just going to. Baby, listen. Get ready. white so nonsense. What
1: was really funny was, of course, everybody's reactions to it on on the Twitters were really funny. Um, Christian Zamora said, I'm glad I still have my ex boyfriend's co worker roommate's dad's HBO Go password hashtag lemonade hilarious you guys uh, this is Tamara uh, underscore nickel she says you guys is lemonade a song or what she's telling us to drink this summer I honestly don't know
2: know. we'll find out Saturday we will
1: will know Um, Jasmine B. Knowing says Bayhive alert certain cable providers are offering HBO free next weekend also HBO now has free 30 day trials retweet to save a life hashtag lemonade uh, Nick Jew herself said, I'm supposed to be going out next Saturday, about to call the restaurant. Like, y'all got HBO? Hashtag lemonade.
2: Mm-mm-mm. And when's uh, her concert? When's her tour start? When's it kick off? That it same? starts
1: like next weekend, I'm pretty sure.
2: She fucking, like, she got this shit laid out fucking just silly fucking smart. Fucking <laughs> from the Super Bowl, the uh, formation drop before it, the fucking halftime show, the concert, this lemonade bit. She's just. Unbelievable. Queen of uh you know it's not Queen of she has more than anyone I've ever seen been able to capitalize on the impact and success she has, leverage it for more gain for her. And I think it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, power it's, to her.
1: It's great. Uh, and then the last one was um, Raquel Willis underscore. Says I feel bad for those with major events next um next Saturday because uh Beyonce just reschedule your wedding slash birthday slash funeral hashtag lemonade so yeah check that out again this is that's this Saturday night 8 p.m. HBO uh we don't know what she's doing but she's gonna do something
2: yeah and, and we're gonna have to stay off Twitter people can be spoiling the shit yeah
1: for sure we have to stay off Twitter way mm-hmm. off of Twitter way. way oh no oh yeah because we are gonna be going to see Fantasia yeah, and, and Anthony Hamilton. Hamilton so yeah we won't be here but we'll watch when
2: we get back it's all good yeah. it's all good
0: pa <laughs>
2: So uh, Obama, President Obama, POTUS is going to deliver the commencement address. At yes. Howard University, all right, POTUS, HBCU,
1: HBCU, bitches.
2: I'm uh, I'm just feeling his these last uh, nostalgic for this last year. I, yeah, he's just doing so much awesome stuff for sure. And uh, I, I'm sure it'll be uh, we'll all be able to see it and uh, hear it, and watch it. But I'm sure it'll be fantastic because yes. he's fucking
1: I'm sure awesome it's like that. going to be totally amazing and wonderful. And yeah, there's definitely some lame duck blackness. Uh, yeah. ish. Yeah. Uh, in the mix, for sure, with that.
2: Yeah, you know, I, uh, you said don't do it, but he's, he hasn't gone on that show yet. The Fox Sunday show is this Sunday. He's oh, he's on. going on this Sunday? He's going Sunday. on this Sunday, Whoa. yeah. yeah. First time uh, oh, President Obama is going to be on Fox Sunday uh, since his, uh, I don't know, election, I guess. Probably,
1: or even before. Was he ever on there? I'm interested to
2: know now. Yeah, I don't know. It's either this week or next week. It's the um, 20th anniversary of Fox Sunday on the 28th. Oh. So is, what day is that? 28th. Let me get my calendar. Yeah. Er... Uh, yeah, so you'll probably be on this Sunday, the 24th. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Okay. Interesting. We'll definitely see that. Yeah. Might be a or soon. Might be. Might Some be. Some hot takes.
2: We go from the good to the bad. It's,
1: it's a G-O-P, G-O-P, GOP clown
2: car. Yeah, it fucking is. I just feel like it's the Trump clown car these days. It but, is, right? Uh, and I, I I saw this, and I, I don't know if there's a video of it. I think I'll play it, but uh, gosh don't it's an ad it's fucking oh, ads <laughs> I have uh, on my browser I have the flash plug-in turned off I have to like right click to get it to play because it slows shit down and takes up too much memory Right uh, on ABC's page it won't let you do that because it insists on playing an ad of <laughs> course it does in America that have been more devastated
3: economically by our trade policies than Pittsburgh we know that we know what's happened Don't worry, we're bringing it all back. Don't worry about it, okay? Don't worry. (laughs) According to the Federal Bureau of Labor... These are just stats. I'm just getting them from the books. According to the Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics, Pittsburgh has lost one-third of its manufacturing jobs since 2001. One-third.
2: He's at Penn State, by the way.
3: Mm -hmm. This happened to be, by the way, the year that... China entered the World Trade Organization and started ripping us off, okay?
2: I've heard all these lines.
3: From the Pittsburgh Business Times, United States Steel Corp. said Wednesday it would be cutting about 25 percent of its non-unionized workforce, including jobs in Pittsburgh. All over the country, we're getting just devastated. Also, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, Pittsburgh also lost 20% of its construction job since 2007.
1: Mm. Anyways,
2: you have it to play has, this whole thing? Yeah, he's got stupid company. And we
3: love the place. You know, we love, I, I just so you understand, I went to school in this state, right? We know that, right? So, I know, I know a lot about Pennsylvania, and it's great. How's Joe Paterno? Are we going to bring that back? <laughs>
2: you dumbass he's Joe Paterno's dead, dead. just so stupid he doesn't know what he's doing he's literally he's doing whatever he wants
1: I think to me that's like the long story shorter with it is that he's just doing whatever he wants to do and it's gross let's move on okay. white
0: people I get bullied in school I can't wait till I'm a cop so I can bully you white people hey
1: hey 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 hey
0: hey, hey. white people god damn it
1: Fucking white people. One erstwhile white person, Bethany Frankel, gives lesson in how not to empower a room full of women founders.
0: Yeah,
1: please.
2: She's the skinny girl, Maven, right? Is that she that is.
1: Name? Yes, okay. uh, Mary Pryor. Shout out to Mary. She's amazing. Um, you can follow her on Twitter at Mary Dash Pryor. Um, she was one of the women in the room. Uh, who tried to stand up to a reality star and Skinny Girl founder Bethany Frankel at a women's entrepreneurial summit over the weekend, and she was silenced, I should say. Um, The session wasn't recorded, uh, but it caused a lot of firestorm, both in New York City where the event took place and on social media. Uh, I'll just read some of the... Firestorm that erupted for Bethany to insist that a young black female founder, quote, find a white guy to rep her business is a racial microaggression. Mm.
2: Wow. Uh, Nice, Bethany. Mara
1: ML says great comp until Bethany's Q&A. She essentially proposed the erasure of black women as faces of entrepreneurship. So the brave black woman who asked what to do when people tell her to get a white man as the face of her org. I'm sorry for Bethany's answer. <laughs> Congo Convo with Bethany, should you do whatever it takes to succeed, like hiring a white male <laughs> spokesperson as a minority entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. who 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 put all these together? Oh, uh, this is just in an article I oh, okay. Huffington Post. I'll make them uh, you know available to everyone. Oh, I thought maybe it was like a hashtag or some of those. Was- yeah. Um, I just it's just crazy to me that that's what you would say. To somebody who's coming to you for advice as an entrepreneur, for real, and that your answer was, "Yeah, go
2: hire a." Mm, I, it almost it sounded a lot like Damon telling uh, a black woman, "Like diversity happens, you know, behind behind the camera." No, yeah, <laughs> so whatever he said, he said it was fucked up. Whatever he said, it was fucked up. Was like you can say that to tell a woman
1: in the business, like you don't know what you fucking talking about. So you're so fuck Bethany, and that's what I have to say about
2: that. Yeah, not good, Bethany. Nope. Not good. I I think we'll have something from her soon. (laughs) No, I doubt it. (laughs) Highly doubt it. I'm sorry, some of you that identify as women were offended by some of the things I might have said. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs)
1: I'm so so sorry.
2: So uh, I guess there there was two pieces. Uh, well, the
1: first was um the there was a list put together. Um, six uh, scientists revealed the six keys to saying you're sorry. Oh okay. wait,
2: and we in fact I'm going to put these in now as part of the six point John I'm sorry scale. What are these six keys? Okay,
1: here um, are the keys themselves. Uh, expression of regret. Explanation of what went wrong, acknowledgment of responsibility, declaration of repentance, offer of repair, and request for forgiveness. Those are the points. Was,
2: uh, it was declaration of repentance, and what was the last year? Offer
1: of repair and request of forgiveness. Hmm. They go on to say that just because you request forgiveness doesn't mean that you should, that you expect it. it, just means that you ask for it. That's part of the apology. You have to actually ask to be forgiven. So, uh, I want to just mention that. I'll, I'll put that in the show notes as well, but we'll be using those, these six key points yeah. moving forward I, well, and, to assess.
2: They, they think explanation of what went wrong. And so it's interesting that the, their key points are like, um, an expression of regret um, people fuck that up all the time like, yep. I'm sorry you felt offended that's nope. not expression of that's not regret an explanation of what went wrong so yep. here's the thing an explanation of what went wrong in the absence of an expression of regret is a fucking excuse. Exactly, <laughs> it's not an explanation; it's a fucking excuse. Exactly. So there's a little bit like I get it. I'm, I understand, and I think it, the, to me, the explanation of what went wrong that's got to be the smallest part. Like I fucked up. <laughs> that's what the explanation is. I made a mistake. Like, right? Don't be going on like what happened was the third moon of fucking. Well, Endor. I think
1: sometimes you do have to have an explanation because if it's something that was real, like if it's a business, for example, fair, okay, fair, and fair, something happened. Like you should be able to say this is how this is how this came to be. Yeah. We fucked it up, yeah. and this is this is. I hear you because because There's a the, series of
2: things, and not the, just
1: that, but it goes to like when we're talking about the whole thing with Scholastic and Slavery with a Smile. They're like, "We we'll pull the book. Great. How the fuck did that book get there? Can you tell me that? Because that's what I'm really interested in. And with no actual like acknowledgement of that, you, everything they did was shit because they have not addressed any of the re- ways that this actually got to yeah. to come out
2: and, and, and it's going. and then same with the they all kind of to another but the acknowledgement of responsibility yep. I feel like sometimes when you go like ass winded on the explanation what went wrong you've just put like 32 people under the bus oh yeah and so then it's and like and not you mostly <laughs> even like we call it the Steve Jordan excuse oh, yeah. Like when I didn't the, even know when the acknowledgement of responsibility but, is I didn't know but you're like, supposed to know the,
1: douchebag the, the buck stops with you so like, that's your it was your
2: job to know that's what you should be apologizing yeah. for and that, that, that acknowledgement of responsibility is less an acknowledgement of responsibility and more an admittance of incompetence. Right. (laughs) Like you can't admit incompetence and claim that's an acknowledgement of responsibility. It doesn't work that way. So Uh, so a declaration of repentance. I like that too. Mm. I'm not sure I've been... Repentant. 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 My my apologies pre-2-4. Isn't
1: that from um, Indiana Jones? The The Repentant repentant Man man. Neals or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. An offer of repair. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, and I, and I think sometimes I'll just again put a, a qualification. Um, you know, there are apologies where there there can be no repair, and mm. if that's the case, you need to acknowledge that you cannot repair what you've done. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think Juliana Rancic might have like our best apology on our show to date uh, for her comments about Zendaya, and I think she made some sort of you know, like, listen, I understand, I can't change that, and in I, my words, to hurt, and I really apologize.
1: Yeah. So um, the study that they did actually was a really great study that they didn't tell people what the elements were in, in apologies that were read to, but they got rated and, and it was very obvious these are the key things. Like, well, they did say that requests for forgiveness was seen as the least important, so it made the least impact. Okay. Um, and then they also said that um, the value of each of them was the same whether the apology was related to failures or of incompetence or integrity. It didn't matter.
2: So that So each of the keys was irrelevant as to what type of like
1: what type of fuck up it was it didn't matter you still had to have all of them in there Um, and that participants were less likely to accept apologies when the job applicant showed a lack of integrity versus a lack of competence
2: a lack of integrity is Mm -hmm. better than a lack of competence yeah that's interesting because I feel like you can train competency you can't really train integrity
1: yeah And then they said that, um, you know, obviously it's best to do apologies face to face because things like eye contact and um, inflection and emotion were pretty critical in people getting the apology. So,
2: and and I'm not saying that this should be a part of the keys scientifically, but in my mind, there's a maybe I'd add like a number seven here Mm. is the timeliness and juxtaposition right like you know there's a difference between hey i fucked up and i'm gonna let you know i fucked up versus oh i just got dragged for 10 days and i'm gonna fucking sheepishly say i fucked up like that 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 kind of changes it to me
3: maybe mm-hmm. i'm maybe i'm
2: being petty but yeah am i wrong
1: no i don't think i being petty so we do have an actual apology to rate
2: Yes. Today? We do. Um,
1: you know, BuzzFeed had that fuck shit video 27 questions black people have for black people.
2: We, we unfortunately had to talk about it on the uh, Insanity Check podcast. Yeah, I'm not playing Chris, it. I'm not even talking about it, but it was a fuck shit well, video. If you want to hear, hear Leslie, um, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cause, I, I didn't even say it totally to Chris, but I had said, like, somebody sent it to me or something. I was like, um, listen, like, that is so, like, very white guy's lane and anywhere near that fucking video. Like, I, I have some issues with it, but I'm not going to That's not me, right? So. You were, I asked you about it. I'm like, well, you know, what do you think? You're like, nope, not gonna do it. I'm watching like, that, bullshit you video. you literally shut it down. Like, nope, yeah, not gonna do it. That. I'm not gonna watch it, not nope. gonna talk about it. Not gonna about it, John, not gonna do it. Three days later, Chris is like,
1: let's, <laughs> let's, let's, talk, about let's video. talk about this video. Nah, it was good, it was good, it's good. So, I didn't want to talk about it here, <clears throat> and I had managed to avoid it somehow. I did watch all the parody videos, though, they were very good. The response videos were awesome. Um, so I think I, that's why I didn't feel the need to watch it because I, I saw the reaction and it told me everything I needed to know. Um, so. A week later, BuzzFeed has issued an apology for its faux pas. <clears throat> this is the whole apology, so there we go. We've heard your concerns about last week's video. We made a mistake and want to get better at earning the trust of our black audience. That's the whole apology. Rate it.
2: Um, but the video's still up there, right? Sure is. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, hmm. I like Pia's uh response. Only the most painfully white organization could see gaining the trust of our black audience as a goal, i.e. hire black people. Yeah. Buzzfeed. Gonna, says Pia mm-hmm. Just and again, like I you wouldn't have needed like I think one at a at a editorial position, black person could have put the kibosh on this, and then maybe like a a larger group at a lower position, maybe like 15 black interns could have, you know, had enough voice to be like, this is fucking awful. Well, I
1: mean, there were black people involved with it, but the thing here I always like to make clear is black people do fucked up shit stuff
2: too. So they're not like immune to fucking up and it doesn't mean that they they knew the entire project and they had awareness of how it was i mean i've heard
1: from uh several people that work there that a black person produced it the black people helped write it so i wouldn't go that far the point is that this was directed at a a company that put this up they this is this is their product that they decided to put and put out for the audience to to see so they're responsible as are the people that created it but i mean it doesn't matter who made it it's offensive as fuck and stupid
2: yeah, I'm gonna. Where's our, our points here? Because I got to add another point. Because I put uh, timeliness and juxtaposition, and I'm just gonna put and uh, modality. Because a tweet.
1: Yeah, they tweeted it. And here's the thing that that's pissed, not here's problem. the thing that pissed me off though. I saw the tweet and I went to it, and then I went to their feed. They posted. I'm not kidding you. Every single race asked question video that they've ever ever created. Directly before they posted this apology.
2: So it was Wait like, look, here's all
1: the great stuff we did. We, we, did, did, we did one on white people and Indians and, and Mexicans. Then and then it was like, and we're sorry we missed up this one, black people. Fuck you. So, oh, Are my you, score, uh, it gets a fucking zero. That's, uh, that, what it that's it gets. not even
2: sorry we missed this one, black Fuck people. That, you. That's almost like, uh, you black people are overreacting. You black, you, your black outrage is not justified because look at all these other Dicks. communities who've been doing this too. Dicks. Yeah, that the Rod and Karen uh, invoked the negative, and uh, I think this deserves. It's getting a negative. <laughs> it has like a negative fifty, right, man. This, uh, this if if uh, Juliana Rancic was perhaps the the best apology we've had, the highest rated. This is probably the lowest rated. Yeah, like because there's been other ones that like the actual word like does the word sorry even. Appear in it? We made a they mistake. They made a mistake.
1: That's, no, it. Sorry. That's it. That's um, it. They hope to do better. Fuck them. I Anyways. Mean,
2: is yeah. there an expression of regret? Not really. No. Is there an explanation? Not at all. None. Do they acknowledge responsibility? No. Nope. Nope. Any repentance? Not nope. at all. Offer repair, they nope. can't, so they didn't request forgiveness. No, no, no. Don't all. say
1: that. They could. They could have pulled that fuck shit video down. Oh, yeah. You're right.
2: They could repair. It. You they video didn't. Down. You're right. You're right. What are you talking about? They could have pulled the video down. That would have been a repair. You're right. They didn't do shit. <laughs> they didn't do shit. And then on the, our new metric, the timeliness, juxtaposition, and modality, Bloop. super fail. <laughs> like the the 10 things not to do, wait a week Yeah. after being dragged mm-hmm. and tweeted. Yeah. <laughs> that just like – yeah. Feed, I think we're going to
1: try and get another show in this week. I, I feel like we'll have a good apology next week. I have one that I posted today on the Facebook page that okay. we'll be discussing, and hopefully it'll get a good grade. I, I think it deserves one, but it, I'll be interested to hear your opinion. But
2: we, you know, we went. I said from good to bad. We went from Obama's lame duck blackness to mm. uh, you know white people and apologies, yep. and it gets worse.
0: Bad boys, what
2: So I got to hand it to... uh, Yes, All Cops. The the Guardian. Uh, So they did a really extensive uh, analysis and and FOIA request of different uh, documents relating to Chicago's infamous Homan Square. Yes, the black site. The black site. And uh, more and more is coming out. We're finding and learning more and more. Um, But uh, today, I guess yesterday, they released this article basically saying that the Chicago cops have been people bringing in, they've been bringing black people into this Homan Square black site. For selling bootleg DVDs and, and fucking tapes and shit. Yeah. Mixtapes. Like, saves. like mm-hmm. basically, like the utmost of the worst of a broken windows policing policy. And they're taking these individuals into like a torture fucking chamber.
1: Yeah. According to police documents, at least 11 people observed by investigators for the um, RIAA selling bootleg CDs and DVDs, including Jay-Z's album and Marvel's Iron Man movie, were, quote, taken to Homans Square for processing, end quote. A woman was, quote, transported to Homan Square for processing after police observing a fencing location for stolen goods found her with two cans of Taster's Choice caffeinated coffee with Walgreens anti-theft stickers. Two cans of Taster's Choice decaffeinated coffee, Holman Square.
2: Fucking a, dude. And they. So the purpose uh, of Holman Square is to keep uh, individuals out of the general booking and when you do that, um, your lawyer doesn't know you're there, yep. you've got basically no rights constitutionally, other cops don't know you're even there, nobody knows anything. And uh, So they now have a system for logging um, suspects into Holman Square, um, potentially making it discoverable to the public or at least other cops and uh, the Guardian discovered that that was perhaps put in this year. Yeah,
1: this year. It's been secret this whole time
2: I just Chicago's really taking it out with this fucking homeless square bullshit yeah,
1: but. and in fact, uh check out um hashtag don't oh uh, gosh now I'm gonna look it up asada's daughters and b y p one hundred and Black Lives Matter Chicago just launched a new initiative today um, they had an event um, called beyond um but beyond by Anita, and they launched the new, um, oh, it's Don't Pay Dante. So they are looking to save CSU um, and really challenging um, the city of Chicago about the amount of money that its police department spends um, comparatively to um, the education, um, especially CSU, which is a public, mostly black um School of higher learning. So. Yeah, and that,
2: that individuals went on a, high, a hunger strike to kind of keep from getting closed and different buildings. It's no,
1: that was a different school. That was a high oh.
2: school. Uh, sorry, my bad. But Chicago's uh, public schools then are compounding the the issue. But uh, we had uh, a tractor trailer. We hadn't done it in a long we time. We have a tractor
1: trailer this week. Oh, um, the hold on. Let oh. Tractor
0: trailer! <laughs>
1: So, this week, the um, the um, trailer for Nat Turner's The Birth of a Nation, which I think comes out next year, but it was, um, I think, the highest uh, movie bought at Sundance this year, uh, and it was financed solely by um, the star and producer and writer. I don't think he's directing it. I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> so, I wanted to watch that. Okay.
2: I'll, I'll watch it on my end at the same time.
1: Oh, okay.
0: bearing strange fruit.
3: Heavenly Father, we come to thank you for your word and your will.
0: Blood on the leaves, and blood at the roots. You listen to him, and you might just make it
3: into heaven. Amen
0: black bodies swinging in the southern breeze
3: submit yourselves to your masters with all respect
0: strange fruit
3: hanging from the poplar trees brethren I pray you sing A new song. Sing praise in the assembly of the righteous. (laughs) Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let the high praise of God be on the mouths of the saints and a two-edged sword in their hands to execute vengeance on the demonic nations and punishments on those peoples. Find their kings with chains. This honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Sing to him a new
0: song.
2: I'm here for that. My
1: goodness, does that look good. Um,
2: you know, I immediately thought, I think it was Rod that said, uh, you know, he, folks aren't tired of uh, slave stories and narratives. They're tired of slave narratives centered on the white people.
1: Yeah, it? this is not that. So no. a few things I noted. Uh, oh, one is that it's, like you said, it's definitely focused on um, the, the black characters, which I think is fantastic and um, certainly something we don't get to see. And so I'm excited to see the movie and also – um, visually, like honestly, we could have wa- almost watched that trailer without any sound and it still would have been incredibly powerful. And
2: Nina doesn't, she's, <laughs> well, good. I'm
1: saying take Nina out, take sure, everything sure. out, like, t- like turn your sound off and just watch it visually. And it was stunning. Um, the, that one part with the little white girl and she had the black girl on a leash. Yeah. That's like, holy shit. And I think that's a confrontation of slavery and a really like, specific mm-hmm. way, okay, about the brutality of it, about the the lack of humanity afforded to slaves. I think we so often just gloss over that. And even when brutality is shown, it's this specific super mean white guy. And there's another white guy that's not that mean. It's always put up as this like it's how this person decided to and, it uh, individualize know, to, it indiv- yeah. to use slavery for bad things that's what allows people to go to plantations and ask the tour yeah. guide but they were nice to their slaves right yeah, they got fed they had a roof over their head right it wasn't that bad right i also saw there was a love story there with him and his yep. wife like yep. that really came through i'm excited i think uh, it's uh, going to be great who's
2: the do you know who the director and director Nate said?
1: Parker is the star of it i want to see who the director is
2: the, there's a couple of shots that looked Stylized in just a really good way. Like uh, I don't know if they're using a filter, but they're using a lot of tight close-up shots. I think to be more evocative emotionally of the characters, right? But it looked uh, powerful. I think it's going to be really good.
3: I and think he
1: did direct it. Nate Parker, fantastic. Looks good like. for him. Mm-hmm. So that's will be good. We'll and, obviously
2: be going to see it. Oh yeah, um, I like the the nod to the fucking 1915 uh, DW silent. Klanzmann movie? Oh yeah, of the, course.
1: That's it's, it's certainly uh, for specific purpose. Yeah,
2: was it the same name? I think it was the Birth of a Nation. Yeah, the Birth of a Nation. Yeah, KKK whatever movie.
1: Movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. All right, we got we got to circle back and get something better. That's good. Nat Turner's good. What else we got? We got. What
3: the
1: Alright, so we have uh, dope black girls this week. I mean black girls are just generally dope, but we're shouting out eight black women who managed to make history at Indiana School uh, School of Education this past week, all getting their PhDs together. It's so fantastic. They've been dubbed the Great eight and they're set to receive their PhDs from the University this summer in the same field. They uh, were all on different paths at different times, but they're set to make history at the Indiana School of Education, where they're all doctoral candidates.
2: Meaning uh, never, the Indiana School has never had eight uh, black female doctoral candidates ever? Yes.
1: No, they have not. They're set to walk across the stage in May. Um, uh, so this is Nigeria Nijoku, Demetrius Hutchins, Jasmine Haywood, Jahari Shuck. Tiffany Kaiser, Jada A. Faust Moltier, Johanna and Rogers, and Shannon McCullough. Again, they've been dubbed the Great Eight. Uh, and it's really exciting. And That's kudos to insane. them and yeah. so wonderful. Um Shuck just their quotes have been just so beautiful. Um Shuck said, We really value the fact that we need each other to deal with emotional expression. Um Haywood said, when you're the only or one of a handful of people of color in a classroom, particularly when it comes to speaking about issues of race, you can often become the token or spokesperson. And they formed a tight bond that now has them set to receive their degrees at the same time in a field where black women are rare. Inside their sister circle, they were able to decompress their feelings that may arise with being one of the few women of color in a class. So they, they got there because they their sisterhood. I think it's so awesome and wonderful and um, just so cool. So kudos. That's fantastic.
2: And I, I think, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm mistaken, but I believe black women are the uh, fastest growing uh, among the educated. Uh, they're, they're getting degrees and, and going to college and advanced degrees uh, at a great pace. So that's terrific to see. But even then, eight was a, it's never happened before. That was an anomaly. Yes. Uh, not not for women, not for white men, but black, for black women.
1: women. Mm-hmm. So, uh. mediocre
2: white men. Yeah, from dope no black women to half ass white dudes. What are you playing? Is that
3: you? What is that? That's me. Oh no! What is it? You trolling us mediocre white dudes?
0: <laughs> Yo, VIP, let's kick it. Uh,
1: uh-huh.
2: Really? I thought you were gonna. I thought for a second maybe uh, we were under pressure.
1: Oh, stop. Yeah, right. Stop, Rob. Yeah. Please.
2: If you're gonna do.
1: He's about
2: as I, mediocre as you can get I was thinking maybe Informer, Snow the No, but that's,
1: not, that, that's, that's a very good song So okay, don't well, sleep on snow So James
2: Cameron uh, <laughs> Is apparently making four new Avatar sequels And uh, he's doing it out of spite <laughs> and, and, uh, From a tweet uh, so uh, someone showed me a tweet. This is uh, in, in uh, Cameron's own words. Someone showed me a tweet by this woman Dana something, Dana Smith. And it was I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but it basically something along the lines of, "See how many of you can name one character or one line of dialogue from Avatar." And the implication was that nobody could because the film, despite making a lot of money, didn't make a huge impression on people. So I got my team together and showed them this tweet and said, "You know what?" you know what we got to do about this? And we came up with lots of ideas. Just kind of put everything on the table. But the one we kept returning to was making four Avatar sequels My instead course. of just one. Fucking and we were planning. The idea being that if we had five Avatar movies spanning, you know, like two decades or whatever, and people were constantly being bombarded with Avatar from every direction, something would have to stick. So really, it all started with a tweet, which is kind of amazing when you think about it. Um, so his plan is mass... Bombardment of Avatar until someone can name a character, right? That, that's your goal. That's there a movie does not make. I think, but I can. You know, hey, I could be wrong. <laughs> and you know what? A lot of people remember Jar Jar Binks for the wrong reason. You know, what I'm saying like you could you could make a character memorable, it just doesn't mean it's fucking good. And and I and I have to be. Uh, I don't know what the. The term is maybe somebody one of the genres can make up uh, what this word is, but former Avatar stands that are now like, oh yeah, that shit did not stand up. to the Well, time.
1: actually, this the, the whole thing was a joke, though. He didn't really; it
2: wasn't really a verse spite.
1: Oh, it's not so. Why do you even say it? I thought it was funny.
2: Oh, jeez, I thought that was for real.
1: Yeah, I wish that was the reason. That's ah. my point. I really do. I w- I think it would be a really great reason. To me, it's like, okay, spite. I get it. His actual reason. <clears throat> We began to bump up against the limitations for our art form, explaining that his original plan for three sequels was too restricting and that he needed more space for the epic saga
2: he has in mind. Oh, says even longer winded brights of shit. Dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> the mediocre day. part. The
1: other part, I was like, eh, you're an asshole, but I get it. This shit, listen, James. Nobody wants your fucking sequels.
2: I, like I said, I used to, the when I saw it the, in the theater, like three D IMAX. I was like blown away. I was like, "Oh my god, it's amazing!" And it, like everyone, it wasn't very long. We were like, "Oh well, wait, that kind of sounded like Dancing with Wolves." But anyway, kind of. I said I liked it better the first <laughs> time I saw
1: it. That was called Dancing we with Wolves. walked out, and the that theater. movie was offensive as well. So but yeah,
2: the, the the movie itself is just like a visual cornucopia. The actual like plot and MacGuffin and other shit are just total crap
3: mm-hmm. and and
2: CGI is one of those things that like I'm not saying it doesn't hold up well but it be- doesn't well the Moore's law of computing right the processing speed doubles every like six months or something so if this is I don't know what is it six years old maybe like nine or ten when he started working on it shit's come a long way yeah very and, long and it's not that he looks bad but you know I don't know.
1: Nobody wants your fucking sequels. That's the long nobody story short of, of it. Nobody four of them. Don't nobody need it. Four of them? No. So, very smart brothers. The one Damon Young was back at it again. He had an article uh, entitled, Dear White People, Here's 10 Ways to Tell If a Black Person Actually Likes You. And you wanted to read it here on the air.
2: I did. Yes. I was pleased that there was a, uh, you know... Like I said, the, the solving the puzzle. There's yes. ten ways to tell ways. them the black so person doesn't hate you. So the reason
1: you. why uh, Damon wrote the article is because they were looking at their analytics of the site and they came to realize that they have a little bit larger white audience than they originally thought. Okay. And so this was his gift to them uh, to write this piece that was Th- number eleven. If I write an article about you, yes. Uh, so uh, he says now if you're a white person voluntarily reading VsB you might have some questions about black people I can't answer them all but there are some I can namely how you can tell if a black person you happen to know actually likes trusts and respects you it isn't just hanging out with you for free beer and stock portfolio tips there are numerous indicators but for the sake of time and space we're gonna do 10 you know what and, and uh, I gotta get I'd like to know I'm gonna read them and I, I, I do, want you I to tell me um, gonna, the I'm, first time that a black person okay and did this thing for I gotta, Got you. if they have it. I got
2: all. you. I am going back to his uh, his point about checking analytics that came mm-hmm. across the demographic information that informed me we had a larger white readership than i assumed. What was that demographic? What was that metric? Is is it like Safari, AOL? Like what was the – I'm going to have to ping him. But let's let's hear these 10 uh, ways. So number
1: one, you're invited to places, spaces, and events that will be mostly black people. It's well-known – it's a well-known fact that we, black people, are generally more comfortable in mostly white spaces than you. White people tend to be in mostly black spaces mostly because we're always in white spaces um, and we've gotten used to it. um, So – since we're aware, most of you act plum fools, run around nothing, but black people, if you happen to be invited somewhere where your presence increases the white population by 100%, we trust you'll be able to handle it. Or we hate you and we want you to be really uncomfortable. One of the two.
2: Yeah, 1998 Funky Buddha Lounge. That was the first time. No, it was the first time, but like that was like there was a you know I had met all of your uh, friends, all of them were black, uh, right? And maybe there was one that was white, but we're hanging out with all your black friends. I don't right. want to say their names, but you know whose birthday it yeah, was. Yeah, I but, know whose
1: birthday it was. Uh, I so. Remembered.
2: I think there was the one person like, yeah, you'd like the whitest dude ever, but you're pretty cool. Like, it was, like that was sort of like, ah, you're not too bad. Like I was like almost the half dap. Right. And then, uh, we did a, we went to something else, maybe a dinner party, but I remember that birthday and, and get invited to the Funky Buddha Lounge. Um, and, and I was, was like, like oh,
1: oh. oh, all right. Yeah, I can, she thinks I can do this. All right. Number three, white is officially a permanent prefix for your name. So instead of just Kim, you're white Kim, or if you were mm. Drew and you'd be white Drew. I don't know if I've ever been white Drew.
2: Haven't been white Drew. All
1: right. I can see that not happening. Uh, I just don't, I don't
2: think it has been an opportunity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm a very white guy though. So it's kind of like.
1: Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, Number four, you're allowed to bring the potato salad. If you're invited to a black person's potluck and you're, you volunteer to make and bring the potato salad and you're not immediately doused with a bucket of chloroform, you've officially made it to the circle of trust.
2: Uh, Yeah, that's good. But you um, skipped the one about the reverse invite. Um, If a black person accepts uh, a white person's invite to an all white space that could lead to their death. That's another. That's
1: later oh okay that's one of the points not not that's there yet
2: though Number two. Oh, did I miss it yeah so
1: oh sorry yeah we accept your invitations to all white spaces that might lead to our death it's one thing to be the only black person in an office or even a nightclub in the city but it gets a little hairy when we're invited to a white person's house for a dinner party or a camping trip or West Virginia if the invitation is accepted we trust you're not attempting to murder or eat
0: us and we also
1: trust you made sure not to invite any of your fuck shit friends that will ask the white and the black lives can your black on black crime
2: yeah, I'm trying to think who I would have invited that would have been like I didn't. Everyone I've invited to a space like that, we've already been friends. Like it wasn't like oh now I know. If that makes any sense. What do
1: you mean oh now you know?
2: Like this is a data point. Like oh this black person accepts me because they've accepted my invitation to this white space. Right. Any black person I've invited oh, to a white they, space. Oh, you already felt accepted. I've, by are, them? I've already been pretty close with them. It right. was I didn't need this data point. Right. You know? It wasn't like a. Uh, testing the waters like inviting you or other friends to you know my fuck ass concerts in white spaces yeah i've dragged you to my fish shows for a lifetime yeah probably
1: too many uh number five you're allowed to touch do or cut a black person's hair highest level of trust according to damon
2: yeah i don't know when uh the date specifically but um you know there's definitely a like uh, uh, miseducation of, of Drew <laughs> when it came to like black hair. Black and, like, hair, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, I, uh, and I don't mean. Well, and I had a relaxer then. Yeah. So I think that's even more Well, and I, I would say I, I'm using the word ignorant in the, the truest, truest and correctest sense. Like you sense you didn't know I anything. did not know anything. Right. And uh, so I would ask, and you were polite, and you, it wasn't like, you know, I was bombarding you or I needed no, but there was like definitely like, I'm like, I understand. What is a perm? Like, what do you mean a relaxer? Why do you need a relaxer? What does it do? I don't get it. Um, I didn't understand the shower cap and I didn't understand you know, like weave and various things that, that uh, women do for their, their hair, protective styles and, and things and different stuff. And you gave me a whole vast uh, education, but I would say, um, so you used to have your hair very, very short mm-hmm. and you used to have a, a, a relaxer mm-hmm. and you would, at some point, you'd go to the, maybe like every week or every like, you know, like maybe every week, go about every 10 days or you'd get your hair done. And it was almost constantly, you know, relaxed and blown dry. But there'd be, you know, maybe like two or three days in there where you'd, you know... (laughs) You do a co-wash or something and it'd be curly. Right. And uh and I have a I, I can't lie. The, the the white uh fixation with touching hair is you, you, it is you, real. It is, like, real. Right. It is you,
4: real.
1: Like you like seriously so think bad. my hair is your hair. Like when I cut it last, you were like, Oh I do
2: I have it's a, all gone. I have, I have like an inappropriate uh ownership oh, of my your hair. hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. We grew it together. Yes, we, we so both I,
1: we both suffered through my two hour
2: detangling sessions. You've uh <laughs> you've you've allowed me to touch your hair, wash your hair. And and, you know, but for a long time now,
1: yes. um,
2: You ruined me. Oh,
1: well, you have a black significant other, and no one cares. So, I think you've got that one.
2: I've got that one. Yeah, Uh, you uh, you say something. I think no one cares. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh,
1: You say something kind of, sort of racially insensitive, not Strom Thurmond racist, but mildly racist, 80s sitcoms racist, let's say, and it results in a conversation. So, I've been there. You've been there. Oh, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah, I'm trying to think of an example. I can't uh, – uh, I don't know. But well, sure. I
1: would say your entire conversation with Ennis was kind of that, just to put a little – Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: totally. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. what that was? Totally. I was thinking with you. I oh, it
1: doesn't have to be with no, you. right. you're right. No I was, other I, black
2: people. So. I do. You're right. My entire conversation with Ennis was – I didn't uh, – you're right. It was kind of racist. So it I was 80s I, the, sitcoms racist. It was. The, the opening was – in, a, in as polite a way as I could frame why it. Why do you need the black? Why there need Miss to be black America? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. totally 80 seconds. And then, America. like, number two was like, what's with the Africa em- emblems and the pro Africa colors? Like, you know, would you be mad if I walked around with, like, Irish fucking. Lord have mercy. Oh, yeah. Me. I went full stupid.
1: <laughs> How about if I wore an Irish flag? 18, man. Go ahead.
2: Do it. do it. You know better, you do better. I
1: never even understand that line of thinking, though. Like, what? Take me back, Mae. What, what really, like, what. What led you to be like, that's a rational thing to uh, say to the, somebody? It's,
2: no, it's the, and I don't know what led me to it, but I'm sure it's the same factors that led people to say that same shit today that the default is whiteness and you don't know that. You don't think of yourself as white. You don't talk about white as a race. I didn't say, what would I do walk around with symbols of whiteness? I said symbol of Ireland. Because right. That's, that's why I think of myself as Irish rather than white. And because you don't think of yourself as white and you don't think of the race as white, when pro-blackness and other... Uh, affinity things are, are you know rooms and spaces are, are made available we feel excluded because mm. the default is white right. so when you feel excluded you question it and then a way to question it is to play the fucking like reverse idiot fucking straw man devil's advocate like well what if I wore a shillelagh and a fucking four
3: leaf <laughs> on my neck what would you do then like
2: it, I, I don't know but that's what the is the as the, the immediate I feel excluded and now I'm gonna say well how would you feel and it's it's exactly the i mean you hear that all the time there's not a naacp for white people if there was it'd be racist like yeah you're right it would be (laughs) like
1: because the purpose of it isn't needed so yeah oh anyway you're
2: you're, you're lucky you should thank ennis
1: yeah i thank him all the time so (laughs) yeah I've thanked him personally, yes, I have. Uh, number eight, we say something critical of another black person while in your presence. If Duran is being an asshole and we like you and trust you, we'll acknowledge that Duran is being an asshole. And we might even agree with your assertion that Duran is an asshole. If we don't like you and trust you, though, and Duran is being an asshole, Duran is just going to have to be an un- unacknowledged asshole. And if you dare bring it up that Duran is an asshole, we go into human resources.
2: Yeah, and I it's uh <laughs> I, I didn't think this when we read this the first time but right. now I'm, I'm reading it I kind of feel like with you and me yeah. Uh, not again to focus on our you as the only <laughs> bad person in my life but there's definitely a period of time where like I kind of like refrained from any critique of anything black or black persons ever because like <laughs> like and then like there was like a period where I would like ease into like why well, I don't want to be like anti-black and I'm not like I'm not sure why but I kind of think I don't like this person You're like oh they're a fucking horrible person I hate him too I'm like oh thank god <laughs> <laughs> like i kind of come at it a little bit different oh, so like, I'm not trying to like I'm not sure but I'm not really thinking that oh no they're a fucking asshole oh okay good hilarious <laughs> hilarious um, I, I probably still don't uh mentally critique uh black folk in anyone's presence uh and if i do it would maybe maybe be in front of yours and it'd still be a a qualitative in front of it like i'm not sure about uh that's
1: good white people take notes on that one that's a good one (laughs) uh number nine you're single and you express romantic and or sexual interest in a black person and no one cares so it's one thing to bring your own black boo to the party but you come to the party solo and leave with a black boo and no one bats an eye is some ninth Dungeon Legend of Zelda shit. I think it's only been done successfully 17 times.
2: Yeah, that's not me. Um, no, definitely I, I, not. Uh, I fell in love with you and you have to be like, but uh, on the flip side, when, uh, when uh, Luke was coming home to dinner on your family, like everyone in your family was oh, we knew she gonna have a white guy. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> they weren't surprised at all, which is funny because I, I had I had never brought a white person home ever. So that's really funny. Uh, number 10, we allow you to bring other white people around. Mm-hmm. Getting to invited, getting invited to game night is on this list, but it's the weakest thing on it. The invitation could be more of a social experiment than actual acknowledgement of sincere friendship. Maybe we just wanted to see how a white person would describe Wesley Snipes while playing Taboo. You never know, yeah. know. But if we ask, if you ask if you can bring a friend, and we say sure, it's a sign that we like and trust you enough that we'll give these stranger white people the benefit of the doubt because you
2: would know better. I I don't think I've. Uh... Done that? I yeah, I think plus you wand. have.
1: You have plus one. I remember the first time you plus one was Mike Bear's. Um, oh, yeah. I brought Ian. You brought right. Ian. And You're Ian's right. awesome. So it worked out great. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. How, how'd my smooth mustache live been there?
1: Uh, that I don't know. And I won't take credit for that one because that's all you.
2: Yeah.
1: Hondo percent. So I know people really like when we do music stuff. And I came across. This article that talked about the 15 best one-hit wonders from 2001. Oh, I like that. And I thought we could play them and see what we each remember about them. I didn't know all of them, um, and so we'll see how it goes. So
2: 2001, you and I had just moved from New Orleans to Pennsylvania? Uh, I
1: think we had probably not moved yet
2: we were still in new orleans
1: we were still in new well okay. yeah we were still in new, so we were in new orleans for all of 2000 okay that's one
2: of that that's right so yeah. there's gonna be uh there's gonna be some of that uh master p music on this no
1: but maybe. these are one hit wonders master oh, p was not a one-hit okay, wonder Okay, okay. L- don't don't disparage master p here i on meant this show. that i meant that that,
2: that but that's gr- the era that not just the era, but that uh none
1: of them were one hit label wonders. no all right yeah they don't have one that's that's cash money. They were taken over for the 9-9 and the 2000. So that, that means that in 2001, they were fine. I got you. Got it? Okay. Get it together, dude. The first is actually a favorite of mine. So let me make sure I've got sound going, which I do. Here we go.
2: This is on our workout mix.
0: Hit your hand. While he was steaming, I was dreaming in the beam just a demon. Can't believe that I call my men cheating. So I found a way song. to make him pay for it all. So I went to Neiman market owner shop in Squidia, uh, and on the way, okay. I grabbed sole. And-
1: So that was Blue, Cran- Blue Cancho. Blue can. I like that, too. Hit him it, up style. It, it's Oops. on the...
2: We had a, a playlist for a long time that I'd work out to that had that on it.
1: Yeah. Um, so I love that song. But, you know, don't, the thing that it reminds me of now is... Um, American Idol during, for some reason during Hollywood Week for the past, like, I don't know how probably since this, they've had that song as an option, and the groups that pick it always do horrible. They forget the words. It's always like a fucking disaster. So, (laughs) I think think it's hilarious. But, uh, I like that one. This one is a little I think this is a making the band type deal. If I recall correctly. What's the band? Dream do you remember no, that was the no. first group that they put together, the girls group?
0: Bad
2: boy, there's bad boy.
0: We rock. and we rock. I see clearly now and we rock. Yeah. Boy, my name is Dick. We next. Off tower, to get You know, what? I
1: don't think that's the right version of the song. Let me see. This is the right one.
2: See Diddy putting himself in there again, and though. Diddy, of course, it's it's definitely Diddy. 2001.
1: These were four girls. I remember this song. but only one of them could sing. There was like a sporty one. And then the one Hispanic girl could sing. That's funny. Diana, I think her name was.
3: That's
0: the one.
1: Diddy. Typical Diddy bullshit.
2: This, this next song is my fucking jam. This is your jam. Oh, All right, people, I, hey, so, I don't, don't know why I loved this so much back in the day. <laughs> I thought like Crazy Town was gonna song. go. I know. I'm like Crazy Town. It's blending rock He's like and raps fucking raps. It's oh, terrible. Not, it was like a precursor come to Linkin Park. Come, come,
0: my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, <laughs> my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly. Look up, look such a sexy, sexy, pretty little thing. The sample pinch you got me sprung with your tongue ring. And I ain't gonna lie, cause your loving gets me high. So to keep you by my side, there's nothing that I won't try. But a flash in the eyes and the looks to kill. Time is passing a mask and could this be real? Cause I can't sleep, I can't hold so deep. bad, no it's thing,
2: really so bad. got so bad. Appeal. I can feel
0: too much is never enough. You always get a lift me up when these times get up.
2: They did uh at they they Palooza, they're everywhere they yeah. You know,
0: Come, my lady. you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Oh,
1: God, 2001, what did you do? <laughs> Speaking of, what would you do?
0: City, hi, y'all. Boys and girls want to hear what you story. Saturday night is at this real wild party. They had to let the overflow in the cup About five, six strippers Trying to work for a pup And I took one girl outside with me Her name was Lionel She went like to Junior High with me She said, why you up in there Dancing for cash guess a whole lot changed Since i seen you last She said, what would you do If someone's at home Crying all alone On the bedroom floor Cause he's hungry And the only way to feed him Is to sick with a man
1: First of all, City High had another song. It's not quite one. Hit so wonder. I don't think it's a one-hit wonder, but whatevs. This next song I actually didn't. I saw it, and I don't know what it is, but it's called "Who I Am" by Jessica Andrews. Let's see, maybe I'll remember when it plays. It's a country hit.
0: see the seven wonders. That'll be alright.
1: You recognize this song? Not at all. Me neither. I love country. Music. I heard, I heard every good. I recognize every other one, but yeah, not this I'm one. If I never
0: win a
1: Grammy. I'm gonna let it go to the course just in case I never remember. Nope, don't know it Mm, Sorry Uh, I love this next song We might have to play it for a bit longer than the chorus It's so good This song's title has two exclamation points at the end of it
2: As it should
1: It should It's so good
0: He was a six-foot style and say a story looked love. He was a kind that made you wonder how he put down the love. He had a hickey in his pocket, a fat rock in his ear. He made my heart stop poppitating every time he came in. He got a spanking new range, for a tight wardrobe. His pants were sagging, he was bad at it. A lot of New Orleans this song when That
1: was us in New Orleans, right? yeah, and I think it,
2: uh, I think that workout mix might have even been like the totally hits, yeah, not totally hits, but like we were adding like you know, oh, yeah, yeah, right, right,
1: right. that probably makes sense. And this was on there too, yeah, I'm sure because we um, just
2: migrated to iTunes or something,
1: yeah, I think you're right. Um, oh no, this is before iTunes. Oh, you're right. We wouldn't have had tunes in. But we might have had a, we we had a mix. a Yeah, it's something. Mix. Um, so this next one is uh, from Eden's Crust, which was the first group that uh, Nicole Scherzinger was in in uh, 2001. I remember this one.
2: They won uh, American Pops, Idol. No, yeah. it wasn't. It was oh, Pop stars. Right. The predecessor.
1: It was about a group,
2: though.
0: Oh, that you
1: need always you, so,
0: feeling your It's so early 2000s. <laughs> oh
1: gosh, all those synthesizers. Good
2: I, I like Nicole, but they, they try to give her an album like it's 10 different ways
1: She gets too many chances. This next one also is from Pop Stars. It's Daylight in Your Eyes by No Angels. Do you remember that? I don't remember this song.
2: Wanna know you better Nope stop. Nope. Don't know this song at all. <laughs> oh, that's not a one-hit wonder. That's a no-hit. That's hit. a no-hit wonder. That's not uh, hit.
1: And Next up we have Evan and Jaron. I do remember them. Uh this was on freaking Dawson's Creek. The Creek. The Creek. They're brothers. I think they were twins, I wanna say. Yes, they are twins. I remember Choose the wind So Dawson's Creek. It's like angsty sitting on my (laughs) bed. Jan, I love you. Hilarious. I don't know
2: why. We're gonna have to hear this. We turned out. I don't know this next one though. I might recognize it.
1: I think you'll recognize it when we play it. I think it says like a tango
2: beat or something. Debola Morgan's Dance With Me. Dance with Me. Yeah, you remember it. Dance oh, yeah.
4: with
0: me,
1: my baby
0: Let's dance till we go crazy The high is young and so are we
1: Good
2: one. Yeah, I remember the song, like when you played the beat, I'm like, oh, I can remember but I wouldn't have ever known her name, the name of the song, anything else.
1: Yeah. Uh, I remember her name when I saw it. Um, this next girl is literally, in my mind, referred to as the poor man's um, Jessica Simpson, who is already the poor man's Britney Spears, who's already the poor man's Christina Aguilera. So we are going way down into the mediocre white <laughs> That's girl. That's like fourth, fourth
2: derivative of Christina Aguilera. Yes.
1: And the copy of a copy of a copy. This is what that sounds like. Yeah.
2: Um, we're, we're talking about Willa Ford, people.
1: Oh, yes. They know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to be that when you baby. I, 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 I want to be that when you baby. So you understand what I need new from you just let it be the girl to show you. You don't have to pout in this song. You can be a certain
1: You're very bad. Nah. You, you accomplished that. You got it's, that.
2: It's just like you're ripping off like a bad imitation of a bad imitation yeah, of a, a bad, bad imitation, imitation of Britney and then Spears. It's you, yeah,
1: <laughs> it's very very bad. It's like 15 steps down. You were very bad, Willa. Uh, I actually love this next song, and I actually sing it all the goddamn time. One, uh, two of the people in this group are still pretty pretty stars. One of them is one of the hosts of uh, the Talk. No, the the Talk.
2: I don't know which one. There's so many now.
1: Yeah, I think it's The Talk.
2: The one with... Uh, no, The Real. The one okay. with
1: Tamar. The Real. Sorry, it's too many of them. Uh, the Real, uh, Adrian Bailon and Natari Naughton, who um, is the dark-skinned young lady in the group. She is an actress. She's on Power. She's been in a bunch of stuff. And, of course, I'm talking about a three, a L, a W. Now I'm going to stop it here for one second because I know all the black people listening are about to make fun of the third girl in the group's lisp on this song because she has to say the word promises twice, but she has a lisp. Don't do that. Just let her say, just just let it go, people. I've even seen memes. I'll have to look one up for you, Drew, because you'll find it funny. Don't make fun of her. I won't. I'm talking to the people listening.
0: I'm <laughs> getting I of you broken promises, promises Looking at your pages, seeing different numbers and numbers Call you when you study, hanging with the fellas, the fellas Hanging with my girls, you always getting jealous and jealous I was with you when you didn't have no colors, no colors Hanging at the crib, chilling with your mama, your mama Never funded you, never brought the drama, the drama and Now you're just a script player, please No, I'm not the one
1: listen the reason why black women love this song is because pretty much that's what i say to everybody all the time no i'm not the one don't just let so uh-huh. you know
0: you do what you-
1: So yes 3LW Uh, Kylie Williams is the name of the third lady I thought it was rude to not do that although Notori was replaced by one Jessica Benton after she left the group and when I say left I mean that uh, Kylie Williams mother who is a manager of the group physically kicked her out and threw a piece of chicken at her long story short that's a real true story Um, this next one is by someone named Michaela and I've never heard of it either
2: it's so in love with 2 tw. Interesting. Polyamory? Mm, triangle.
1: She's 14. Oh, sorry.
2: That was inappropriate. Now I feel dirty.
0: Hey, hey, hey. I don't know what to do. Hey, I'm hey. number one. I like could never be no one like you. How come?
2: No, I don't think I've ever heard it. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I'm gonna skip around. I'm gonna play first, the second to last song because the last one I want to play is the one of the best songs ever. Um, and this one is by ATC and Collagen Girl. I've, I've, I don't remember this song either, but we'll see. Do you oh, I remember this song. Oh, oh it's terrible.
0: The kisses of the sun. Remember the song? No. Oh, my God. He said La 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 like a hundred times.
2: Oh, now, remember? Yeah, now I remember. My pacifier, my glow stick. Come on, let's go.
1: Totally, <laughs> this is on a um album
2: called "It's the '90s."
1: <laughs> like literally, that's the name of the album. It's
2: funny. I, I said "Round the World." I'm like, I don't think it. I don't recognize it. And then as soon as that, la 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 la. All right. Uh,
1: so the final song on the one-hit wonder list, and it's sad that she's a one-hit wonder because her voice is insane. This. She's so amazing. Uh, what was my
0: baby uh-uh. let me explain to you mm-hmm. what i'm saying what you're saying it's not even like that it wasn't like that but i saw you baby i don't love her you don't love me you she, know what i don't even want to uh, talk
1: this should have been on our uh r uh diet dialogue or yeah. uh, monologue uh she she was, don't mean nothing
4: story mean, storytellers yeah. Yeah. She was just just r- you reggie probably would have got this one too Sunshine I'm
0: do like this. Uh, baby dang i'm homeless. It seems you barely beat the sun Sapping my shoulder Thinking you gon' get you some Smelling like some fragrance That I don't even wear So if you want some loving I suggest you go back there Where you came from Day to day with you It's always something else Working my nerve God knows that I don't deserve What you put me through I've been so true to you For you to come at me With another I was listening to this song and
1: it's really reminding me of that Jasmine Sullivan song, um, Bust Your Windows. Like, it almost sounds the bit. same. Not exactly the same, but... There was another one you played that I thought... Uh,
2: what was the one you played earlier? I forget which one about... uh wasn't Blue can Yeah, on this list. Oh, yeah, Hit where, him Up south? I don't know if it was Hit him Up south, it was one of them where it sounded a lot like Fantasia's I Need a Six Foot... Uh, I need a good man. You know, Fantasia, oh, yeah, six foot four. Blah, blah, blah. I can't remember that song, but it, love that song. one of the ones you played lyrically and uh, otherwise reminded me of that.
1: Oh yeah, I don't know why. Hmm, I wonder what. What is the name of that song?
2: Uh, let's see, I look it up.
1: Now I want to. Now I want to listen to that song. Um, I wonder what album it was on. Fantasia been having a lot of albums out here in these streets to remember what it was. I do remember Hood Boy, right? I think that's what it is. This
0: one?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. When did this come out?
0: You gotta understand what I'm talking about. Talk about this one.
3: We gonna see you on Saturday, girl.
0: Girl, we gonna see you, Tasha. Doesn't say what year. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna show my ass. Play like
0: this one. Oh, two twenty-five. He's all the way like a mic that he don't talk smack he just trips capture so that's the only kind of dude i'm demanding and every girl like me understand it and the ones that ain't just about have it they don't know why but they say chance I mean, yeah, I mean, white beaters, beaters and jeans, always in the trap and I mean, it looks so lame I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, go ahead pretty we yeah, don't like them there may something more than Boys, rock boys, street boys, beat yeah, boys, man, I run, boys. On, love them boys. Oh yeah! Uh, uh. He knows how to treat a lady, but he won't let you get too loud. Trap And it looks so nice. Hey, Gone here, pretty. We don't like them there. are nice. boys, street boys, beat love Yeah! 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 Yeah!
4: Gone head, pretty. We don't like, like them. them, and them and they're mean.
2: Sucker blowed up. Hot wow. boys, rock boys, street boys, beat boys, and our rhythm boys. Wow. Boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, <laughs> Fantasia is the truth. And uh, if y'all didn't know, our uh, yeah, please. That is That's Aunt Bunny. Aunt Bunny from the Fantasia, Fantasia. show. That's what was
1: right. her uh, reality show called? I don't remember what it was called.
2: Mm. But yeah.
0: yeah hey. I you know where you got it? I'm around. when no they see you rolling it. You the top down, This the is my favorite.
1: Destiny Is it? I love Ti.
2: The
0: guys with the at the
2: hey, you know, I love Ti's music. I don't love Ti's. Yeah,
0: yeah, Ti okay. is <laughs> fuck
1: shit. He's one of them problematic
2: <laughs> But I love his fucking it's flow. Got I got can't lie. We like
0: When they the grill, gleaming, and
2: paint not let me play anything. Oh,
0: what what you want
2: to play? I had something queued
0: up. so from the chief. from the BK. bk know how to put that money three ways always riding big on the freeway with that east coast slang that is country girls we like don't cut teasers with the deep waves with so the snatch up your beyonce always coming down popping our way telling us that country girls are kind of the girls they like all right what you got
1: Gonna put that on. Oh my god, it's literally on the screen right now. Too I'm late. not even kidding. Ooh, turn that shit up.
0: Yeah. I'm not even kid. kidding. This reminds me of the era perfectly. Literally
1: on my screen right now. So so I know what's gonna be next. Too.
0: Right. I'll pull I've that
1: up. Heard some
0: like down on
1: the floor.
0: Ah, uh, even louder. We got shooters. Yeah. Shooter. Yeah, 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 I turn around. I was staring at hello. Watch his door. Got security good. Jump right over counterpoint. That winky teller. I'm a shooter. Shooter. Shooter let's go my hands are here yeah. my hands are here yeah. they want me with my hands I think they want no, me shoot up oh, oh, but no I can't do it get yeah. so many doubts cause I come from the south but when I open up my mouth oh come oh, out. Oh, oh. And this is I hope you're
2: the editing they just edited like, but, like that's, every that's added, well and it guy it's got even a talking about like problematic like there's a is it a homophobic slur yeah, In the, in it's the verse It's really it's bad It's not It's not exa- I mean it's It's good music and flow But it's it,
1: problematic Yeah as hell mm-hmm.
2: what, what are you going to play next uh, Let's see I can get it up Oh I get I knew that too I I'm a Scott
0: Storch
2: This is the Scott Storch
1: era
0: I'm in this dingy. Better grab the umbrella, I make it rain, I make make it, it and yeah. full of Better
2: so. grab an umbrella, I make it, rain, I make it rain. <laughs> And doesn't R. Kelly have a verse about like dragon yeah. to his room Literally, and shit? he
1: does. Like a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play it, too. Watch. I make it rain, I make it rain, I make it rain.
0: Here he goes. I'll be killing these chicks like Major Pain. When I make it, when I be like, they like, will do it again. Up in my bed full screaming each other's name They was pretty, pretty And I was flirty, dirty Roll a little bug gotta are dirty, dirty Don't ask me what my name, name is, is. You stupid bitch, I'm famous, famous. You gon' make me anus Leave your He's ass I He's gonna shoot them to stay on deep, But these streets is a part me. of me So don't get, get it twisted. twisted You see, I a one bottle Then I walk with one bottle Then I a one bottle Then I walk with one bottle Then I walk with one bottle I'm from that city where the
3: niggas don't play, play man
0: I take a chick to my room like Horrible Ski, 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 ski where to the the man is to make it next i rain
1: Your money and I'm on like the television, television The weather channel
0: But, but I do, do not broadcast I build up more cash And change the, the forecast Your boyfriend is lame I make it rain, rain on you He never make it rain Look What's in California? California? Where's your umbrella? <laughs> now get your raincoat Baby, I make it flood Like now you, you gon' need a boat, boat. Fresh to, to death, death on that. We throw money yeah. on them Stay fly twenty-five when we ride oh. Alligator oh. sway
2: oh. Isn't oh. that, isn't the the last verse about running a team on a bunch <laughs> of girls in a van or some shit? <laughs> yeah
1: all a bunch of cars or <laughs> something
2: <laughs> It's so bad <laughs> He's literally talking about running a train on girls Yeah You gotta let Fat Joe's verse, he's the worst
1: R. Kelly's is the worst
2: (laughs) We're debating now
0: I can't make a real big bowl. make move like a young
3: taco come through like a young typhoon. category 3 do category me like I get a better salary to me yeah the best man, line man, here. <laughs> Luma, Rougal, no. blood, blood pussy, pussy club That's any sheriff you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> you the holes, <laughs> they want to uh. like, fuck that pussy. ass the girl make that bucket a pot of gold yeah. it ain't no money like i remember crispin used to no dance this song all the time no bitch getting none of my money that's why the money got a clip to protect the from it she got a ride for the eight hey. pop for the eight eight hey. for the minute to be now out for the, the, the a. day pop the metal we looking hot it's the letters of the rock with the bezel on the trigger finger boss bitch to the ghetto my spanish train to talk shit to a nigga with a blammer Bing'd bing bop. up when i see her got a hand on my b and i gotta give her one of these in the back of the team truck hey, yeah i'm in this business with terror got yeah. a head full of snacks with the brown umbrella i made it right
2: in mean the chorus is rain on those hopes
0: yes. hey they need to be rained on hey yo make it rain the the Rolex i just ran out of money i need to make 50,000 cash make it rain come through baby make it rain e class on the way to we got a hundred grand make it rain Make it over I be repping my city sí. Blowin' hundreds and fifties It's the hair, right? Make, Make it hair Every night, Joey. I was listening. Yeah. trying to miss some rims Let spend some yeah. dividends My money, they swimmin' in boss. I'm the boss I'm the boss I'm the
3: mayor I'm the mayor Make it rain Make it
0: rain, Make it rain. On these haters
3: Get your umbrella, fella Cause we blowin' hella cheddar. cheddar I'm the nigga that you got Cause no one could do it better Yo, there Mama am me Made back by steady. Work that, drop it, baby Them pretty ladies They drive me crazy Them skies is hazy I'm pop like it. Somebody tell Mr. Bentley to bring his umbrella Katrina not. It's just the one fella Who got dumb cheddar And need a brain surgeon Got me a designated thrower Cause my hands hurt I make it rain It's called got bitch not a game get them switch ain't nothing wrong with wanting a little happy ending and we don't need a hotel we fucking pimping yeah
2: i'm in this business terror Got it made up for the be right joe's right. was oh, <laughs> right. wasn't as bad as i thought it was it but wasn't. But i just want to it's interesting now we just played that that's mm-hmm. all in your, 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 your we're talking about the problematic And you right know, Fire. there's a Think of the the make it rain on them hoes and the whole thing. And tell me now why throwing fucking money at Hillary Clinton's fucking limo Mm -hmm. wasn't fucking misogynistic as shit. I'm not trying to stand for Hillary. I'm not. I'm going to vote Democratic. You don't have to come back in my mentions, Bernie bros, and be all fucking like blah, 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 blah. I'm going to vote Democratic. Doesn't fucking matter. I'm going to vote Democratic. But throwing money, like actual fucking like $1,000 worth of money at Hillary, is this, this song is what that evoked. And you know it did. And you know it did. And of that course. wasn't they by to anyway accidental. Like, come
1: on. It's. it's oh, she's a, She's a whore absurd. for
2: Wall Street. No, just not. The stop, whole thing stop. is stop. absurd.
1: And them trying to like p- pretend like we're stupid out here. Like, come on. They actually physically did the make it rain. Like in the video, they like actually did that with the money. Like, don't. Come on. It's come
2: on he had to have a designated just thrower not. his hand was hurting
1: and I'm glad y'all got a thousand dollars to just throw at a car driving by <laughs> somebody
2: behind. tweeted that like, like we're doing ridiculous. that now is that activism and movement is doing that we mm-hmm. just got thousand dollars to throw around at people Jesus yeah
1: <laughs> it's terrible so what
2: else was uh, I'm trying to think what else was
1: in 2000 some non one hit wonders that I know you I don't like. know, but
2: we've been, it's is this like a two and a half hour show now who
1: cares What do you, you saying, got no, somewhere to go no I got nowhere to go oh okay
2: you punish our listeners with like two and a half hours of our show
1: this is from 2001. Come on.
2: 200. Come on. You're bottoming me out. I got it.
4: Yeah.
0: Come on. Yeah. Come on. Oh. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, on. Oh, oh, oh. Come oh. on. Oh, 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 oh. on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Represent your side like me. If you stick, you catch a hot one. One shot, a couple of them down one. Uh-huh. Belvedere in the rear at a club. Pulled up on dubs. That we about to go and buy the bar up. So, so, for show, sure we ain't playing. Hang with no ladies. walking, I walk insane. Uh-huh. Hey, where the party at? Yeah. Girls is on the way, where up a at? Yes we do. being. and uh-huh. talking all of that. Uh huh. No, I can't forget about my love. Where the party And yeah. all my girls.
2: Uh, was that 2001 the uh, Oh for shit sure. I was waiting for you to play it But it wasn't one at Wonder It
1: is But you I'm, can't. I'm, I'm on stop, 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 stop
2: Why? You just can't besmirch this Oh sorry
1: I'm not besmirching it Okay, song. I'm just making sure
2: and Yes, we already, we already ascertained He can't sing
0: yes, yes, the, the Slim cannot say no Let me tell you what I'm gonna do Let me show you that I've been to you Wanna freak and ride with you Wanna kiss when I put my lips all over you can't get enough of you Always a good <laughs> you. So sweet I can't forget So good girl you make me quit And I'm talking about bitches and cream, cream. Oh. I need it cause you know that I'm
4: a bitch That's why getting pretty, really It's even better when it's with ice cream Know
0: what I what mean? Peaches and cream. cream I need it cause you know that I'm a bitch getting freaky when i Girl you taste so good to ice me Ice cream oh. 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 I never thought that I I'm it addicted to you, on top, underneath, on the side of you. Better yet, baby, right next to you. Love like the way you're just flowing down, and I can feel it all around in the front, in the back of you. Oh, I love the smell of you, girl. You know what I'm talking about?
1: I remember 2001 being like the year that hip hop um, and R&B like just took over, like, they took over TRL, they took over the charts, and looking at the 100 um, top songs from the year, that's, yeah, you can see the switch. This is also uh, the era of uh, jail Rule, of course. Yeah, I was gonna
2: say, did, when did Pitbull start getting on every damn album Pitbull in the world? Pitbull was
1: later. I think he was still, like, doing something totally different when this was out, yeah. Um... Yeah, um, and Jennifer Lopez came out that year, I think. She was doing all them songs with uh, Ja Rule as well and oh, Nelly.
2: And, Ooh. you know, 2001 was actually the last, I don't say the last year, but it was one of the last years of actual, like, Record CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I think it was uh, NSYNC came out with Pop, and it sold, like, two-some-odd million in the first week, in, like, seven days, so two million albums, and nobody does that shit anymore. Nobody, much less in a week.
1: Yeah. Uh don't don't mention In Sync Pop if we're not going to play no In Sync Pop. Just say Did that come out
2: in 2001? I don't know. I don't know when it came. We don't have to be, we, 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 uh, listen. We can save In Sync Pop for another
1: day. <gasps> no. Yeah, we'll
2: be good. but we'll Pop good. is
1: so good.
2: No, we should we should talk we'll about just play the, we should talk about what? The TV shows you want. play I'm going to
1: play another In Sync song but it's okay, I don't need to play any In Sync. You know, I love insane. I know you do, and my, my my honestly, favorite NSYNC. I honestly is insane.
2: I do think of all, and I'm being dead ass serious. This is the real truth. I've been to concerts. I've done damage to my hearing. I think like top two damage to my hearing was an insane concert, and not not because of the music, because of the fucking screaming fans. We saw NSYNC at the, yeah, Superdome. the Superdome. Oh it was my bad. God. 60,000 teenage girls screaming at the top of their lungs. It was bad. Oh Jesus. It was deafening. I literally, it was like you could hear the screams reverberating off the walls. What it was deafening.
0: This song, Lowkey, proves that JC is a better singer than Justin. Just saying.
1: Fight me. Verse. He
0: doesn't even know you there. Oh no. He don't love your eyes. And he don't love your smile. Girl, you know that it's
2: my JC. I love Justin. You know, you're saying he's saying better than Justin. Maybe on this he, song. Justin yeah. came out with fucking Justified that, like next yeah, year, 2002. and
1: that's because of Timbaland. Let's not get it twisted. Just saying.
2: The kid can still sing.
1: I didn't say he was a bad singer. My point is that JC is the better singer in InSync. That was my
2: point. Uh, I think Justin's got a better range. So than you
1: say, yeah. doubtful, you should listen to JC's uh, solo album. I won't play it now, but I know there's many of you out there that agree with me shout out to
2: jc Shazay, you're the best okay,
1: okay. so what were we talking about tv shows
2: Uh-oh. i think we played this last week though didn't oh. we or a couple no. weeks ago i don't think so did we this is 2002 Oprah fucking love sucking this song
4: it's
1: a long intro it
2: is I appreciate if I can produce more music again.
1: Jesus!
2: How many more are we to get here? 50? we can
1: get here, people.
2: One more. It's a I had to do this to get the swear words. Go, 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 shot. It's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give up, it's like sure your birthday. You'll find me in the club.
0: Bottle full of book, mama. I got what you need. You need to fill a balls. <laughs> I'm in the avenue, saying in the making love. So come give me a hug. You in the getting a you can find me in the club. Bottle full of book, mama. I got what you need. If you need to fill a balls. I'm six, in the, so the, 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 the avis six, ain't in the making love.
2: Clean version or whatever. Okay. Uh, well, the YouTube, unless you like, sign in and shit, does all kinds of weird stuff. That's why
1: you got to go on Title. That's where I get my music from. okay. Mm-hmm. I'll know about it next time.
2: So uh, fucking 12 Monkeys is back, yo. 12 Monkeys
1: is back. I don't know how to feel about it. Um, I thought the episode was good, but of course the ending of the show, the episode was really good. And I think it's interesting seeing this kind of like a reversal of... um. Uh, why can I not remember their names now the two main characters are the guy and the girl that they, they almost have switched positions now in terms of not just where they are physically because um, that's what happened at the end of the season but also almost in their mindset where it used to be he was um, just like do anything do anything do anything and she was like wait we gotta think about it and now it feels like
4: that's, mm. that's
1: flipped and I love that I think it's really smart
2: mm.
1: uh-huh. um, uh, Orphan Black is also back
2: yeah, but you know, so that both, shit. Both 12 Monkeys and Orphan Black, you like, know. I'm not saying that they're, like, difficult to watch, but, like, you can't be, like, eating fucking, like, whatever and not paying attention. Like, at least for me, I have to, like, concentrate a little bit no, on that. No, that show Black. was
1: a little, I mean, this, this, the season premiere was a flashback to basically events that Three happened seasons ago. prior yeah. to the very first um, episode. The, so, the first,
2: where she was the cop. What was her name? Beth, Sarah? Beth. Beth. Yeah. So it was
1: about Beth and what happened to her. In the premiere episode of the show ever, Beth kills herself like, in, the, her the, in, train, the, in right. the first like minutes. Yeah. So it's, it was really great and great to see her interacting with characters that we knew later on, um, especially her partner. And one of the things I thought of was that we hadn't seen him with the real Beth and how different he is. As opposed to him having to play off of Sarah yeah. pretending to be Beth because that whole time, he kind of was like something's off right. here. You're Even right, though it's right. Beth, something's off. And so it was great to see him acting more comfortable I should say. It was a, di- a nuanced uh, Very in different. his role. Yeah, yeah so um, I loved it. I'm excited that it's back and of course Outlander is also back. God bless it. Sassanach. Um, uh Dinafash. Anyways, that's um, going great and wonderful and beautiful and
2: I like Outlander. It, you I know, it's a little Outlander. bit, uh, for, for dudes, it's kind of like a female, you know. It's not just a, a female-driven story. It's not just a heroine, but, like, the, you know, the MacGuffin surrounds the, the female character. And I
1: then, think beyond the MacGuffin, like, good, bad, or indifferent, she's the strong one absolutely. In, the, in the show. The story's she, about Claire. It's, and I think that that even belies it. Because you can have a story about a woman, but it's still not her in the the... The place of power in the story. And with Claire, and Diana's very good at this in in all of the books, Claire is you know not just the catalyst but she's the smartest one in every room she wants yeah into. and it's, it's, she's the one that everybody looks to for advice her husband who's this huge hulking brute of a man is like what do you what should we do like right. literally that's and, that's his go-to like thing to to make sure is what does claire want to do i, so I remember I think it, it's great.
2: at some point almost mockingly saying like oh geez you know to make a female character strong intelligent you know all these various things, the author, Diana Gabel, like had to send her back through time. Literally. And I, and I kind of like made that like, a, Oh, like, ha ha. But in the real, like it as a, as a device, right? Like it, not that like, cause you got to suspend some disbelief to be like, she traveled through time. Right. But as a device, it's like, it doesn't, it, it as a viewer, especially as a male viewer, that device specifically frees you from any sort of like, I don't know what thinking, but like any sort of like, Dumbassery, where it's like she can be the most badass, powerful, smartest fucking person because she knows what's going to happen. She's and like clairvoyant, that, but she's like she's a nurse. Got medicine. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, so
1: there's a lot of knowledge she it, has that they don't, and so it does give the viewer. I'm trying to say it's
2: it's not just that it's plausible or realistic. It makes sense. It makes sense. Like you
1: see, like of course they're going to trust her. She's already like saved ten people. Yeah, like, yeah. Up. And not only right. does it
2: make sense, but it makes sense in a way that allows the character to be pretty badass. Like I said, I, I, uh, it, for. a relatively female centric show i don't know if men do or don't like it uh i, I dig it it's a really good show
1: it's very good on so stars it's on
2: stores um let's we, see. we started watching something else that uh on was it hulu what did we started to watch we started to watch the, the path, path uh, which i like
1: uh wait there's I think oh there's shit two episodes, dices so. we didn't oh my think about god dices. Dice. Oh fucking my a god. dude andrew
2: dice clay's got a new oh. show called dice, dice yeah and there's six of them and they've aired three but if you have showtime you can get all six at once and we watched all six we binged on it it is um, so funny. a newer version of kirby enthusiasm fucking uh, just hilarious andrew ice clay is a fucking riot
1: so funny the one episode if we're going to tell you guys to watch one it's the third episode or is the second second, one. second episode Ego. adrian brody um is the guest star on it they don't always have a guest star but he has started on this one as himself uh, but playing like a I guess.
2: <laughs> he's a method, he comes to Dice yeah, he's because i like a method actor, method actor. And I have yeah. a character in the central, um, characters, like, you know. Basically, he thinks it's Dice. He's Andrew Dice Clay. Right. So I want to follow you around and learn about you and this and that. Yeah. And it's just fucking hilarious. So funny. Like really. Oh my God. Just cracking me the fuck up, dude. Like really, really cracking me up. It's yeah, a good show. Really. I, I like the woman that plays his wife. Yeah,
1: she's the, a Natasha Legan, I think. Lagane yeah. or something like the, the, that. She's a um, comedian. His best comedian. friend,
2: Milkshake. Oh my
1: gosh. So funny. It's Played good. by Steve Coogan. So funny. The show's really great. Uh, yeah. And that's on. Is that on Showtime? I think it's, Showtime. I think it's Showtime. Highly recommend that. Mm-hmm, for nice. sure. Mm-hmm. Let's
2: see what else we want to we watch. Something else on, on Hulu or something.
1: Uh, we, the Mindy Project. We watch a couple of those. Oh, we watch that show about the mascots. Oh, that was Behind kind of the cool. Mask. Behind that the was mask. kind of cute. That's mm, we're getting all kinds ads? of
2: weird shit that we hadn't had before. Right now we you, uh, you know, know, I'll tell you the the amount of shit we watch on, uh, I would say streaming, right? Because now we have Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime, right? And not that we use that for anything, you yeah, don't, sure don't, we don't. But so we have all these different streaming devices. Uh, I could see us decoupling a little bit easier. Completely,
1: you know. If we have, well, had you HBO, know, now that like start like they all charge like nine bucks, nine to ten dollars each. For their packages. So, I mean, I really think we should think about it because I do think with Hulu which gets us the next day of all... The only thing you don't get is you don't get to watch live TV of cable shows. I got you. And I think... So we, we could do antenna for like ABC, NBC, right. those things and watch. <laughs> You're them. making
2: my antenna. <laughs> Nick, <to>, we get <laughs> antenna? You, no, but the antenna gets digital signal. No. But you... Uh, and I'll say it uh, maybe... Uh, no, I'll say it offline. I'll say it offline. So. What? Well, with the various subscription models. We already know people share passwords. Like that's the ongoing joke. Like I still have HBO because my uncle's brother's password, whatever, you know what I mean? But there probably could be a a way for like a number of people, a set number of people, like six six households. Six house- I'm sure to, that to that's each, everybody does that. To each have one and then all share together, right? I'm the Netflix guy. You're the Hulu girl. This person's HBO. That person's Showtime and we all nary the tween meet mm, mm-hmm. I don't know if they'd like what the subscription providers would would question six different IPs and logins probably six different lo- logins from six different devices
1: yeah I'm going to guess they would see that as something to be problematic yeah. maybe just a guess but you know hmm. perhaps.
2: <laughs> there's, a, there's a way around it
1: <laughs> you think there's a way around everything <laughs> So, anyways, we're podcasting this week for Podcast Fandom, hosted by the lovely Nina Perez. Uh, they, uh, you can subscribe to them. I think via have Patreon for premium episodes, but they review all sorts of television shows. They're really good reviews. They, they put out, out, they put out so, so much, much content, content. so um, and much. Um, and they have a
2: great. Uh, I don't. I'm, I'm not. They have a lot of. Oh, their Facebook group is amazing. I love it
1: in there. Anytime I have a question about anything you know television entertainment related i go right in there and somebody um there always knows um yeah what's up what's going on so definitely check yeah. them out again podcast fandom you can follow them on instagram Insta- uh no not instagram twitter and you can also find them on itunes and stitcher radio and shout out
2: to nina you know i quote. uh we a little bit uh, how the sausage is made yeah. we, we spent some time today uh to your chagrin, uh, uh, fucking uh, with uh, the audio. Because I'm trying to like. just sometimes the way the show is produced. I'm like, you know what? And, feeny, listen, feeny, feeny, we, feeny. hey now, <laughs> Leslie, listen, we don't do post production. That's, that's our style. Uh-huh. We got to get everything right on the front end so we don't got to fuck with it on the back end. Right. A lot of people like to, you know, like I know like Ricky and somebody like, they love it. They'll sit like, you know, for an hour show, they happily spend two hours editing it. Not, not us. So yeah. we kind of got to get it right. And I appreciate that you spent the time, but the length of this episode, we're never going to be able to do it with that, because uh, it's, it's a higher bit rate that sounded better.
1: Well, we might be able to. Uh, you know? It might be too big of a five, but we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> see.
2: Maybe John's will have a, 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 a you're going to consume more data <laughs> <laughs> listening to this <laughs> listening show. Listening to
1: this particular show. This fucking podcast me Make sure you're on your Wi-Fi, points. everybody, because, yeah. Uh, I guess that's it, then.
2: I guess that's it. I like the John, but I ain't paying for it. <laughs> the fucking data consumption. <laughs> fucking John. <laughs>
1: Good night, everybody. High five.